Nope, we got numbers. Hey, welcome to Cleveland Moto Podcast number 406. <laughs> I'm drinking bourbon so you don't get the sound effects. Sleepy's with us with a frog water. We're good. To my immediate left is... Chris Smith. To his immediate left is... Steve Sleepy. And to his... Johnny Mac. A very small, tight group of four here today. Drinking the blackout stout. Oh, but nice. yeah. very nice. But it is a, great, a day to lake. celebrate, is it not? It's a day to celebrate in many reasons. True, true. First things first, it's Johnny Mac's birthday. There. Happy hey. birthday, Johnny. I can't is, believe uh, you made it this far. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> and so you're 52. 52. 52s. Uh, that is fantastic. He should be 54. Fantastic. But he was <laughs> sick for two years. <laughs> right. Yes. The, I'm joining uh, you this May. We're going to be done. right in the pocket. Right. Exactly. I, you know, that's, uh, I, so I turned 54 this year. Right. And, uh, the, you know, I, I live a certain lifestyle. Mm-hmm. We're not going to ask Chris how old he is. He's 35. <laughs> he's just, he just lives a rough 35. He just yeah. did a few of those over. <laughs> yikes, yikes. Yeah. He just did a couple, got a couple of bonus laps. Uh, yeah. So happy birthday, John. Thank you. Thank the you. groundhog saw his shadow. I did not. You did not, <laughs> right? There was no chance of me seeing a shadow this morning. I, yeah, no, it's I, fucking Cleveland this morning. I was at work before dawn. You oh, were, yeah, no. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, yeah, it's uh, and you were at work before uh, Hoff. No, well, Hoff goes to work at like four thirty-five. Jesus o'clock. Christ, man! He's he's a. That's why he's, he's always falling asleep. Yeah, because he's yeah wakes up at four o'clock or whatever. Yeah, it's not. Good. Is it necessary? Like it doesn't seem like it's necessary to be there at four. <laughs> just has to get out of the house. listeners that was a side to side head shake yeah <laughs> negative negative good buddy yeah uh so we've had a lot of stuff going on i mean a People lot of shit going it's on not never, it's not really ever necessary for <laughs> <laughs> things might move better if you just stay at home right uh but it is your birthday yeah. And so we will give you salutations throughout the course of the podcast but the first salutation i'm going to give you is uh, we've been friends for a very long time, uh, very long time. I know that I don't say it nearly enough, but John is a better shot than I am. <laughs> and uh, and anybody I'll tell you what, I've really worked on that. <laughs> I know I can't ride faster than you. Oh my god! So I've tried to pick my sweetest spot. Man, uh, my whole life I always spent. Picked first right. at only one thing, shooting. Yeah. And I've spent a lot of money. And my parents, growing up, we didn't have much, but man, firearms was always number one. Yeah. We might have had government cheese, but we had homemade ammunition, <laughs> right? Uh, we had tailor-made, man. We were it. And I, growing up my whole life, shooting was like, that was it. Yep. You could get all Ds on your report card, but when, when it's time to load up and put them down range... You'd better be on your game. <laughs> and don't you dare waste a bullet. That like, bullet costs if, us a lot of money. What if your dad was like part of some weird like 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 group that's it's all oh, like you know, like you have to like you have to have perfect marksmanship or else you're not like part of the group anymore. And that's, that's why he was so hard. Exactly at. my group. Growing up that in was, my household, did you have one hundred guns hanging from the walls in your basement? A lot, but not that many. Okay. Over one hundred yeah, all no. the time, Dad. Ooh, it was ooh. a point of pride. Uh, okay. So I assure you that at four o'clock, or I'm sorry, at four years old in the basement, I'm running a blender, mixing drinks for my dad and his cronies while my mom was giving permanence in the other side of the basement. And about whatever time it was, 
my dad would say, Phil, Philip, go grab a 1911. And I'd go grab a 1911, Colt 45. Uh And my dad would say, okay, who wants to put up 10 bucks that they can beat the kid? (laughs) Your dad was hustling. Yep. (laughs) And I would have to tear down and reassemble the 1911 faster than any of his friends. But my dad was a hustler, so my dad would make sure all of his friends went first. And my dad would always say, just enough to win. We don't want to scare these guys away. Because <laughs> we'll get them on the first round, and then after a few drinks, we'll get them again. Yeah. And then we'll get them again. Leave them some room for confidence. Them some room for confidence. Exactly. And my dad had me hustling his friends for, for cash right. on assembling and di- disassembling. And we're talking about weird old Smiths, you know, lemon squeezer Smiths and 44 Russian, like weird double action Weapons that no child should ever be handling, and yet a four-year-old... <laughs> Nor proficient at. Exactly. So that was our household. So yeah, you're Steve, when you say, I grew up in a weird cult where yeah. you had to shoot a certain level or you weren't... Yeah. Yeah. So you were the one kid that, like, when he got to school and they found a gun, you're like, I really didn't know that was there. That well, was I did take... I mean, look, I took a gun I took a gun to show and tell for first grade. Carried it to school. Yeah. Probably got, was normal. Got in trouble yeah. a little bit. But it was a it was a civil war firearm, yeah. and I told the whole story, right? I mean, think back though. Like in the center, I remember yeah. one of my kids up the street uh, that I grew up with. He carried around a shotgun on Halloween because he was a hunter. Right, right. And well, it was John no big deal. Grew up in a very gun friendly environment. Yeah. yeah. Well, I grew up in Westmoreland County. If you look it up, it's the number three in the nation for gun ownership. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah, guns very prolific. Yeah. I mean, we would load up. We like. Oh, we're going to go hunting. So we'd throw our hunting jackets on and load up our over 22s and go walking through the middle of town. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> off, you know, which you could walk from the edge of town up into the hills and then you're, yeah. you know, yeah. game on. But yeah. the first time I went shooting with John, I was like, oh, well, that's, I, oh, okay. The man knows his guns. Mm-hmm. And that's unusual to begin with. But then within two or three rounds, I was like, fuck <laughs> and it was like jesus fucking christ yeah his one-handed one-handed bird and we were that. adults now we could afford to spend money on ammunition yeah but right off the tick i was like jesus christ john has always been just a little better than me and i think he's pulling a long hustle too because many times we've gotten into shooting competitions ten dollars every time where he's I think he may have thrown one <laughs> just to take the heat off. But yeah, John, every time we've ever gone shooting, you've always, always pulled some magic out of your ass. <laughs> shooting clay birds one-handed on, well, on a bird you threw. And then that's some horse shit right to there. To back up the proficiency. Yeah. So then you drag your daughter out and mm-hmm. then she's good. Yeah. 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 She was hitting stuff. She's all right. We got to work on her a little more. She's, <laughs> <laughs> she's on her way. Yeah. Well, it's been... And, you know, when we were children, we grew up, there was a term called sportsman, Yeah. right? And a sportsman, when we grew up, really kind of was an interesting term, right? Yeah. And, and John is absolutely a sportsman. There's no doubt about it. John is, a, by 1970, according to Hoyle, he's a sportsman. <laughs> and I've never, uh, always enjoyed time spent with you because 
it's just a joy. It is just a fucking joy. I think to uh, go back there and actually get that title of, of sportsman, you'd have to have at least two to three generators. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shortage of camping equipment. Right, right. Yeah. All of it. All of it. Absolutely. So like it my is. My dad said you need a pair and a spare. Pair and a spare. Right. Yeah. We've always, always. I love it. In, you gotta have three of everything. That's yep. right. I'm Turned in. Not really good when he died. And there were three sons. And yeah. We each got one of everything. That's perfect. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is perfect. Uh, and the other thing about John is, uh, like the Boy Scout motto, be prepared. Mm-hmm. Anytime you travel with him, mm-hmm. and it can be anything, uh, at 5 o'clock in the morning, the exact right illegal firework shows up. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you holding out on me. We've been here for three fucking days. How come I didn't know about this? No, nope, because the time wasn't right. Right. So, or he it, forgot that they were in the RV and he found it. It could be. <laughs> it might be. It, it could very well be. But it's a, but it is a, that's one of those things when you say you've got a friend that's a sportsman. Yeah, John is the sportsman, you know? I was a fat little kid. And so part of going to the 22 shoots meant that I got yeah. to go to the pizza dinner afterwards. Ah! <laughs> I like shooting the guns and everything. Yeah, I was yeah. always yeah. looking forward to getting the pizza afterwards. Well, but- My dad letting me drink some of his beer that he doused with salt. <laughs> Back, you know, everybody in the day, oh, cheap, yeah. cheap beer, cheap. they'd salt yeah. it down. To get the head to come up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here, have some. Oh, my God. Ooh, boy, man. And so now they just was, say that's electrolytes. That was every Wednesday night. Well, it's uh, it's absolutely one of those, <laughs> it's absolutely one of those, absol- the, to say the term, sportsmen of the highest order. Because anytime we go and do anything, whether it's motorcycle related, you know, if you want somebody to show up in, and chop wood, John's there. Mm-hmm. If you want somebody to show up and help you work on a canoe, uh, John's there. Yep. It, all the time. If you want to burn a barn down, John's <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> He's got a lot of good ideas on that one too. Oh, one of our one of our high water marks in our friendship was helping <laughs> Steve Hofford get rid of a barn. Yeah. And and just they don't write a rule book. They don't make a guide for taking down a barn. Oh. But by God, we found chains and winches and yeah. and Woo-hoo. falls and tractors and like the shit that we found. It was like. We showed up. It was like pioneer days. It was pioneer days. We showed up with nowhere near enough gear to take a barn down. Mm. And it turns out we had exactly enough gear to take a barn down. Right. And, uh, and enough fuel. 15 I gallons know. of stale gas will do it. Yeah. Well, well and, the propane tanks helped. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> the handmade. The welding tanks didn't hurt. 800 gallon yeah. propane tank. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, yeah, so that's all. tip for everybody is aim small. Aim, aim small. small. Right. That, and impress them. Right? Yeah, don't, you know. Don't oh, try impressive. to just try to pick the smallest thing you can aim at, and that's the best thing. And that's the best thing. <laughs> you might hit it. And on the barn, yeah, we could be seen taking that barn down all the way from the uh, fire department. We could from at least one fire department, <laughs> maybe three, if not three. <laughs> yeah. I, mm-hmm. I knew there was trouble when the, the I saw the sheriff stop. Right. Yeah. And, he's like, mm-hmm. and when the sheriff left, then, then you know we're done. Yeah. You're done. He ain't going to. He yeah, ain't going to get harbinger. a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, he ain't going to get a sandwich. He's, He's going, going to, to say, and he might even use the phrase, "I saw it with my own eyes," and that's all you need, man. Because all those lonely, all those lonely volunteers out there are looking for something to play overtime. with. Overtime, that's exactly right. Volunteers. And they, oh, and they okay. got it. Damn! Oh, that was all of them. I think we counted thirteen fire trucks. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Nobody was moving down that road. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, I didn't realize until later what a busy road that is. Yeah. And that, like, we weren't doing it on some back road nobody's ever going to talk about. We were doing it on the road. You know what's, you know what's weird yeah. about that area? Yeah. And I'm, I'm starting to realize this more and more. 
I'll be completely lost on some fucked up road. Yeah. And then it just comes out by Steve's area. Yes. Like you're just yeah. like in the middle of nowhere. There you're is like, oh, strange, I'm just going to follow yeah, this road. Right. And you're like, oh, five, I'm right here. I'm like, there. What the fuck? I know exactly where I am. <laughs> yeah. I all of a sudden remembered yeah. right the fuck where I am. <laughs> so that's my salutation for John on his birthday. Nice. Again, Thank you very much. one of my record setting best friends mm. I, you know right right up there at the top uh, i'm a terrible friend i will be the first to admit it i don't chat on the phone you know i don't i go home and i'm a hermit sometimes and, yeah and that's it and you don't tell stories i don't tell stories right yeah yeah i'm i'm a very very low impact low effort friend until i start talking and then the price can never be high enough uh, I, so I, I think, have to say, if I was ever going to rob a bank, yeah, it'd be with you. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we know we know there's teams for things that we do. <laughs> That's it. My favorite thing about John is like if he comes over, we're hanging out, doing yeah. something. Sometimes I wonder with certain people, like if they understand my humor, if it's yeah, like weird. Yeah, and I don't yeah. have to worry. John, no, you just... can let it all hang out. With <laughs> yeah, you. exactly. There's no, you can't go too far wrong with John. Yeah, that, yeah. that works right. out pretty well. Yep. Yeah. And <laughs> even though we do have different political views on a lot of stuff, sure. We will sit and. You we mean will exchange how it's supposed to be. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, well, I would never suppose that I'm right about just about anything. As <laughs> I've been proven wrong, I've proven myself wrong so Me many too. times. And you know, sometimes you really think you're like, oh, that's yeah. the way. But you got to listen to everybody. Yeah. And one of my things, and I tell my daughter this, is you know, if somebody gives you advice, just take it. Yeah. Because because it doesn't cost you it doesn't anything. cost anything and at least you two agree on what we're doing right and if two men agree on something you yeah. can do just about we can get a lot done <laughs> so just go along with somebody it's absolutely true and we uh and part of our silly podcast part of this this thing that we can't believe that people listen to uh we got our first, I know if you listened to last week's podcast yeah. and we talked about this crazy dumb idea of somebody giving us $20 a month and all we have to offer them is that they might be able to talk on this podcast for yeah, 10 minutes. That's interesting. We had our first person sign up wow. at the $20 a month. All right. Yeah. The fucking legend. Okay. We'll see you in six months. I, ex, ex, and you know what? This we could bend. This particular listener, and I'll say his name because it's Screp Talk. Uh, <laughs> I like that. You, I, that might be my word of the day every day when I wake up. I always, oh, there's a word that yeah. comes into my mind, and sometimes it's just a name or something yeah. like that. And right. fuck, I woke up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Screp talk. <laughs> Screp talk. It does sound like, again, in the neighborhood I grew up in, it sounds like a race of people that would be featured right. on Star Trek. <laughs> or lost, or um, Land of the Lost. Land of the Lost. Yeah. Well, don't go down there. They're Screp Talks. Talks. Well, no, there's a sleep. <laughs> That's the, the sleaze stack. That's, that's Screptock. He's a sleaze stack. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Screptock. I look again. If you go down the streets of the, if you go down the houses of the street I grew up on, yeah. or if you look at my paper, my cards from my paper out, you know, used to have cards. Yeah. Anyway, mm -hmm. papers used to be delivered to your door. And the kids that would take your money had these cards, and they're like manila. Yeah. envelope paper I punch them out and yeah. we punch them out the tickets. whole way around right well, we had tickets You'd rip off yeah the rip off the corner of the ticket yep and on my paper route cards it was hilarious because it was Romulac <laughs> Giblock Shreddy Hosean what, what scowry all over the ball yard 
These are Cleveland names. Yes. And I mean, my neighborhood that I grew up on, you know, in Wycliffe, you know, the street that we moved to, we left Collinwood where it was either leftover Italians holding on for dear life, right? Or the new black folks that were moving in that were being sold very, very affordable housing next to the places where they were working. And when we moved out of that neighborhood and we moved into Wycliffe, um, well, uh, Wycliffe has a huge Italian community. Yeah. Huge. I mean, the oh, yeah. Our Lady of Mount Carmel's got a lot of power there. Yeah. And that's where the IA Hall is, and that's where the bocce tournaments are and everything else. Oh, yeah. But it also has a massive Slovenian contingent, uh-huh. and that's who works in the factories who lives on the north side of the tracks, yeah. the cheaper houses. My wife's family's yeah. Slovenian. Yeah, and so you have way too many Starks consonants. and Karks. <laughs> and we had Harudax and yep. Ludax. Well, and my yeah. my dad grew up. Chew like, cry. <laughs> my dad grew up in Garfield Heights, and like yeah. every time we go there, I remember I would I'd go up down the street, and there was was Sukchinski. Yeah. Then there was like Lewinsky or all skis. The yeah. whole fucking area was all skis. Yeah. Peggy has a friend who's Repchinski. Repchinski. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what my name used to be, Sukchinski, and then he changed it when he was in the military because he wasn't getting mail. Oh. There was too many Polish guys with all those skis, so he just chopped it at the cinch, and the rest left. And, and cinch, and there he you got go. his mail. Oh my so god! What was it? Sukchinski. Spell it. C h i n c h u s k i. Nice. No wait. C h u c h i n s k i. See, there you go. Yeah. Didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you, any, you walk like you got a little pole in you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it. obviously. Would you like a little pole in you? <laughs> and I can take Ever a had Polish sausage in a can. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want some? <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Uh, all well, right. Well, that's all fair. Explains a lot, don't it? It does. It does. Yeah. It does. It, it really. It does Puts clean it up all a lot. together. <laughs> so this week, um, so this week we had a visitor at the shop, and uh, a fella comes into the shop, completely unannounced. Literally out of goddamn nowhere. And what month is this? Now. And what, like, what temperature? It's like cold. Like zero. yesterday, 18 ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this fellow walks in, and uh, Chris has been, you know, doing a little freelance here. Mm-hmm. And so Chris is doing a little freelance, and like Chris just pops his head up and is like, hey, <laughs> like, what the f-? Like, I thought maybe Chris had invited the fellow because they clearly know each other. Yeah. You didn't J- invite him. JG. Jason Jocko. Jason Jocko. Jason Jocko oh, shows up. Best friends in two seconds with this guy, right? Oh my god! So, guy shows up and go ahead and tell the story. So, Jason Jocko um, runs a uh, original. Pardon me. Finane. Finane. Oh, oh, oh. Mo, Finane. <laughs> <laughs> Your grandma, my grandma, sitting by the fire. All right. So he runs a mower shop yeah. over in um, over in uh, Fairview Park, <clears throat> and uh, I was his I first customer. Job. Well. And so I was one of his first customers. So I've known this guy for, you know, 15, 20 years. And so with mowers in the summer, in the winters, he does snowblowers. Mm-hmm. So recently he, um, he bought equipment to make snowblower paddles. Rather than buying them, he makes his own and he's got all sorts of dyes. And so he's selling those around the country through distributors. Here, pass that down to to birthday boy here's one for you here's one for you Mm -hmm. so he comes in yesterday and hands this to phil actually hands two of these to phil right and that is a whole bracket made out of 
It's a flex. Flocking. What we call in Pennsylvania, mine belt. Mine belt. Right. Mine belt. Mine belt. Mm. Yeah. And the idea is so that you can have the back of your motorcycle that you ride in the dirt, even though God didn't intend for it to be ridden in the dirt. And you can mount your license plate to that piece of rubber. And then the top of the piece of rubber mounts to your license plate bracket. So your license plate is no longer a fixed entity. It is a flexible entity. Like, so my SP250 that when we were in the mountains down in the Blue Ridge Mountains, we were running so hard that my license plate cracked yeah, about say. an inch and a half on each side of it. I that wonder if that happens would... on the Lake Erie Loop all the time. You look back and half your light, your license plate's hanging mm-hmm. out because it literally has cracked. Right. Your tail light has disintegrated and a number of other things. Yeah. Right. So this would add weight to the tail light, help it stop vibrating as much, and it might stop the plate from cracking. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's fucking badass is what that so is. So we're going to so put cool. a picture of that in the... Uh, yeah, in the show notes. In the, in the show notes. Because I went to their website. I can't, see a, I can't see that product listed. Well, they don't have a website per se, but yeah. they, I uh, they, but I went to their Facebook page and they don't talk about that. But I think that's a genius yeah, little right. item. Well, I think with with hardware. Test. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, it comes with hardware. It's like, it's totally legit. And yeah, I used to take my, my Honda Elsinore that had a license plate bracket and I'd run it off road, and you know, twelve o'clock in a two fifty two stroke is going to happen. Yeah. And I would rip. I'd folded my license plate so many times it got a, cre- a split yeah. in it. Right. That's the perfect place for those designing a trailer. Yes. On your trailer. Trailer where, where you Brilliant. put the trailer up and it yep. drags. The it drags plate. the plate. Oh, yeah. So it can flop yes. around and not bend the plate all up and stuff. Amen. Like, Genius know, idea. Does anybody know the the heat resistance of these? Like, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, could you put them between things or like near an exhaust? Not against it, but like near it or anything? Or well, well it's not, so it's not silicone, but it's hard vulcanized, vulcanized yeah. rubber. So. Yeah. Like a decent amount of heat resistance, maybe. So, right. so these are for you guys. So, yeah. J- Jason's been been knocking out these with different uh, diameter right. center punches, yeah. and he's trying to figure out what he can market them at. <laughs> so I well, said, it's well, a rubber fender washer is what it is. Well, yeah. I said, so yeah. so give me a bunch. I'll pass them out, right. and then everybody take them home and think about them for a while, and right. then come on back in because. It's easier for you guys to look at and say, oh, shit, you know, yeah. I, I know what I could use that with. Absolutely. And then that would give him an idea as yeah. to where to market these things and stuff like yeah. that. So he's got different. Well, and so, yeah, anytime you're putting a fender on a motorcycle to the frame of a motorcycle, put one of these bad boys between the fender and the frame and then run your M6 through it. Vibration isolation. Vibration isolation, exactly, because I can tell you that most of the motorcycles that I've taken apart that are 30 years old had a piece of clear plastic there, a piece of nylon there, and it's turned into dust a long, long time ago. And this thing, man, especially if you're a Trail 70 enthusiast or a Amigo Chinese replica enthusiast, you should take a lot of the bolts and hardware off and put this between many points where metal touches metal. Well, that's what I was just thinking. So, like, yeah. if you took two fender washers, right? Right, right. And put them around one of these ones with the smaller hole. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And say you have, like, a Trail 90 or Trail 70 sure. or something. Right. And you run your motor mount bolts through yes. these with the fender washers on either totally side. Totally agree. Now yeah. you're kind of rubber-mounted the motor a little bit, And right? if nothing else, you've turned what would be a instant shearing of a piece of hardware... Yeah. into probably an event that's going to happen a lot further down the road. Right. Because a big problem with a lot of these Chinese bikes is that the hardware may not be the same level of cromulence right. as the bike they're replicating. Oh, we know that. We know that. I replaced every single fucking bolt on the ground. <laughs> but 
including the axles, which bent. But no harm, no foul. There is a place in the market for nice, big, like you said, that's mine belt. That is, that is, yeah. And I mean, you, you, you get whatever kind of fucking hole you need in it. But even if you take this and you don't put a fender washer through it, you just put a, a 12 or 14 millimeter washer behind it. Yeah. You're still not going to get any. No, yeah. Any, oh, it's yeah, going to be yeah. awesome. So I'm a big fan. I think that's cool. And I can think of many places on dirt bikes mm-hmm. where stuff like that would come in very handy. Or if you happen to have a 490 pound vibrating, um, XR750, any big V-twin that has a problem with the shakes, uh, like, you know, yeah, like me on a week sober. I'm thinking like stationary equipment, too. Yep. Like use it for legs, like pads, like leg pads or something. Oh, yeah, you put 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 four of these under your grind, your bench grinder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, that's that's oh, where that's going to be. Yeah. If you could get it the right way to countersink something so you could screw it in the legs on yeah. furniture. So mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I think it's a good. That's a that's a great product. Well, you'd have clearly, to glue it. You'd have to take a, a non-hold one, put it in. Yeah. Thing, and then it, I'm a fan. I mean, I think that's badass. And so, you know, I I hope that Blizzard Blades, uh, <laughs> it's got a picture of a grizzly bear on it. What's wrong with that, right? Uh, oh, that's the blades for the. Uh, that's the blades for the snowblower. Snowblower. Yeah, yeah, for the snowblower. Exactly. <laughs> And yeah, I'm a freaking yeah, I'm I'm a fan of that. That's that's badass. He's making flappers. He's making flappers. Yeah, yeah, I think that's cool. So I, I dig it. Before we run out of time, you got me all excited. <laughs> so, uh, you actually sent motorcycle material out today. Well, we today. had our homework today. I know, Everybody saying. got their homework so today. I'm excited to hear about this. I was waiting all day. We got to talk. We're about saving this. all that for the very end. Well, I want I want Phil to tell a story. Which story? Yes. Yeah. You you had a. Porsche owner? Oh yeah, we <laughs> we had a a guy we sold a couple of bikes to, and uh, for the you know the innocent shall remain yeah nameless. So we're just going to call him John Blazer, and uh, so which has nothing to do with his real name, I'm sure. sure, sure. And uh, so he's bought some but scooters and stuff, and he has a, a bunch of Porsches and that kind of thing. And he's just a super nice guy. And he shows up to all of our Distinguished Gentleman rides. And he shows up to the Moz versus Rocker stuff. He's just a nice guy. Always has been. And he's a professional dentist. Don't let that, you know, don't hold it against Sweet him. Sweet your opinion. Exactly, right? Super nice guy. Does he have nice a black guy. 911 with red and yellow stripes? I don't on? fucking know, dude. I just wonder. Was, did people call him Doc? Well, he's people might call him Doc. He's a dentist. No, I know, but like, it's like his full-on nickname. Jesus Christ, I don't know, man. I know one thing. He buys scooters from me and shows okay. up at our well, events. You said Porsches. I, got, I don't go to Porsche events. I used to. So I, All right. Well, yeah. You can ask All right. next time. I want to know. Next yeah. time you go to a Porsche event, you see a guy. Yeah. Right. So, anywho. So, he's got some pretty nice Vespas, and he's got some pretty nice other motorcycles, and, you know, he lives out in Novelty, Ohio, and he's a dentist, so he has he can afford certain luxuries in life. And he came into the shop and he wants to buy one of our, you know, Year of the Bunny 2023 Vespa 946s. That's right? flash. It's okay. okay. So Vespa 946 is a $13,000, 150cc scooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That's the noise you should make. What the fuck are you talking about? It's a bunny scooter. It's, it's got a bunny on it. You're the rabbit. Graphics, man. Again, okay. But he's not the first guy, but he is the second guy to put down money on those. Wow. On that bike, he likes collectible bikes. And it wouldn't even be that this is his first 946. He bought a 946 in 2013, the first year of the 946. Mm. 
And the 946 is just this ridiculous Art Deco Vespa. Did he ever put gas in it? Do you know? Or? Yeah, he rides it. Oh, okay. Yeah, he rides it. I so uh, actual collector. I like, think he put a. I think he put a kid on a bitch. <laughs> I did. Really? I think he threw a kid on a bitch. Wow. Yeah. All right. I like Anywho, so he's in here and he goes, well, you know, I, I Phil, I, I, I bought something else. What'd you get, John? Well, I, you know what? I know that like, you know, you're a lot like me and we own weird stuff as he's pointing at my Moto Compo, right? And he goes, we own weird stuff. And I go, well, I'm, I'm near the top of that. Yeah, guilty of surge. And he goes, well, uh, I bought a bike you, you, I don't think you've ever seen or you've ever heard of. And he goes, I said, oh, Oh, this is inter- That's two in like two weeks or three in. Or- Seriously, yeah, right? right? I mean, yeah. come on, man. <laughs> this Bra- is gonna be good. This yeah. is gonna be good. Yeah. He goes, well, it's made in Indiana. I said, no, made in Indiana. And he goes, it's it's it's, it's called a it's called a a, a Janus. I said, what? And he goes, <laughs> he goes, yeah, it's it's called a Janus. And he goes, it's crazy. It's uh, it it. it it, you know, it looks like a, it, it looks like it's from another century. I said, oh, okay, John, that sounds great. I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> now, I had recently moved Chris's Janice from right here behind our podcast table right, to, to the front of the shop I saw it. because I wanted to change the, ra- the room layout a little bit. And so I moved Chris's Janice way to the front of the shop. And so he starts telling me all about Janice. And I'm like, oh, man. I said, ah, oh, you know, I kind of, do they do like a 450? And he goes, oh, well, and a 250. I said, oh, did you buy the 450? I was just, yeah. I wanted to see if he was the guy that yeah. bought the 450. The one guy, yeah. And he goes, no, no, I bought the 250. I'm like, oh, that's that's cool. And I'm like, but they're real, they're real antique bikes, right? They're antique. Well, you know, they're, it's got a Chinese motor in it. It's got this, uh, you know, this, this Chinese motor, and it's a 250. Damn built. But it's a, it's a, it's it's a crazy bike. He goes, you know, Apple luxury. It's baby, it's baby blue. Amish and everything else, and I said, well, I said, well, what color is? It? He goes, oh, it's, it's the whatever, and he named the blue, whatever, you know, Charlevoix blue. That's what he said. It was Charlevoix blue. <laughs> I love it. I was like waltz dress blue, like a Tucker or something, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And he goes Charlevoix blue, and I was like, oh, like a baby blue color. He goes, oh, pastel blue, you know, sky blue. <laughs> I said, okay. I, I realized I said baby blue. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to. He goes, oh yeah, and I said, wow. And so I, I started walking him. <laughs> Which I feel bad because he's got a cane. Oh, no. But I'm going to walk him around my shop just for the punchline. Sure. So this punchline is going to cost <laughs> him in pain. Are you here watching this? No, no, no. No, no. here. And so I walk him all the way around to the front of the shop, and I walk him to where he's right next to the bike. <laughs> and he's telling me, he goes, oh, it's got a leather seat and uh, stainless steel exhaust and the whole deal. And, ah. Uh. And I was like, man. I said, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> and I said, yeah, but, you know. That's got to be ten grand, you know. Oh no, it's not that bad now, whatever. And I went, oh man. He goes, but he goes, they they, the one guy that was in the company broke off and he does performance kits for him and everything. And and he, and I said, wow. And he goes, so you know, hops it up so that two fifty, you know, the two fifty can breathe. And I said, wow, that's really cool, man. And I said, and he's talking about it. And I said, wow. I said, you know, I think. Okay. I think I may have seen one of those, but I'm pretty sure it was like a military green color. And he goes, oh, yeah. Didn't he say there's none of those in? That's what he oh. said. He goes, I said, I saw one. It was a military green color. He goes, oh, there's none of them around here. You didn't see one. And I said, I'm pretty sure I saw one. <laughs> and he, I said, it was a military green color, a halcyon. And he goes, yeah, it's a halcyon. And I said, I said, yeah, uh, leather, 
saddlebags and you know and oh yeah you can, you can get that i said and leather seat and, and handlebars like a like a old beach bike you know and oh it looks like a 1920s uh, flat tracker yeah yeah i said i know i've seen one of those and i said in fact I said, that's one of them, isn't it? And he <laughs> turns, that one right there? I said, that's, that's one right there, isn't it? And he turns around and he looks at me and he goes, oh, man. And he what, goes, did he think they were like exclusive or something? Yeah. Or? Well, I mean, they are. how many people do you know that own one? They are. I right. know all the people that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we know 20% of their run from last year exactly. right now. Exactly. Right? As of now, we now own. We know two people. And I'm fairly confident I've ridden yeah. next to one more than probably anybody else <laughs> in the United States. <laughs> you hold the riding next to a Janus record. That's right. <laughs> well, then when I told... Not to be confused with riding next to an asshole. Wait. Uh, you probably, uh, Janus. You probably hold that record, too. Anus? J-anus. Uh, but I... <laughs> I had talked to John, and so I was, uh, you know, he's kind of giggling now. He's laughing. He goes, man, you took me around the block on that one. I was like, yeah, I wanted to. Yeah, that was good. I was like, I don't get that. He had to appreciate the effort. Oh, he loved it. He loved it. And I said, but here's the thing. I said, I said, uh, how did you get yours? Yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, I drove out there and picked it up. I said, oh, it's pretty good. I said, Chris rode his home. (laughs) (laughs) And he's telling me about all the hop-up kit and the hot ride kit. And I was like like that yeah. <laughs> and, and he goes how did he get that i said as far as i can tell the man installed it yeah. and he was like what and like he went from being the coolest guy at camp because he had completely trumped me yeah to being literally second best in a two-dog race <laughs> and he knew that he was second best because everything he talked about your bike has but you and know he it- went on about the leather ammo boxes on the side and you know you know it's kind of funny yeah is ever since you mentioned this guy yeah he's already he's already got t-shirts made for the janice or ohio club or ohio janice owners of ohio club <laughs> is there a janice i'm i'm number one <laughs> yeah you could be member number one actually i'm not though because i was riding it out in sandusky when i first got it some guy pulls up next to me and says oh 367 he says, okay uh, I'm a 152. I thought, oh, well, fuck you. Okay. So there is not, according to Google. So there is not a Jan. I, I typed in Janus Club of America. Yeah. So you could start that. Trust Whoa. me. He'd be good at it, too. Hold on. Okay. I couldn't find Janus Club of America, but I did find the Janus Society. Oh. That can't be good. But those are the old Janus. <clears throat> the Janus Society was an early homophile organization founded in 1962 and based in Philadelphia. It is noticeable, notable as the publisher of Drum Magazine, one of the earliest gay publications in the United States and one of the most widely circulated in the 60s. Chris is an ally, man. And for its role in organizing many of the nation's earliest LGBT rights demonstrations. The Janus Society takes its name from the Roman two-faced god Janus of beginnings, endings, and doorways. It goes on to say the letters... And rear entry. <laughs> it, it does go on to say the, the, the words BDSM no less than 100 times. So there you go. Janus is Janus. Uh, so there you go. So you can't... I, I recommend not 
using Janice Society. You don't recommend a piggyback? Off I don't that? think you should call yourself. <laughs> 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 you just leapfrog right into that. Uh, I don't recommend. Oh, we can use the back door. Then. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just go around the back. Just dive in. I just first. don't recommend you you call yourself the Janice Society of Cleveland. Probably not a good idea. The Janice Society of Ohio might not be a good idea. Maybe the Janice Club of America. That might be okay. Uh, Janice Owners of Ohio is probably a good idea. <laughs> but then you'd be the Jews. Or the jo- yeah, the Jews. No. J-O-O-S. Janice Owners of Ohio. There's three O's. That Jews. We don't get any more juice than that. What kind of juice you drink in there, buddy? Uh, but anyway, there you go. Uh, that's hilarious to me. But anyway, here you go. Well, it's great that you walked them all the way down the line. And- it was fun. Yeah, I get it. Very rarely in my life do I get to truly play with customers, you know, in, in a nice, joyful manner. Scuttled his ship. <laughs> he could take it. He could take it. Yeah, I've had to listen to tell. I've had. I've listened to him tell me Porsche stories more than once. So it's okay. He he, he earned it. So that was fucking hilarious. So yeah, that's that's a good thing. When somebody says you got a rare bike, yeah, go so, ahead. I was just this this doc this thing has me. So I used to. A long time ago, when I worked at that recording studio, my boss bought like all these, like you know, two thousand and one twin turbo Porsche nine elevens and all this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Then he felt bad, so for a bonus, he got me a nine forty four turbo off this, you know, this dude. It was yeah. kind of a piece of shit, but I made it pretty good. Okay. Yeah. And so I joined the Porsche Club of America, and I started hanging out with my buddy Wes and all these <laughs> other guys. And we go on to this <laughs> shop down here called uh, Autobahn Extremist. It used right. to be right over here. Yeah. So that dude. He let us work there a little bit. Then he would help us work on our cars and shit right. like that. So it, my car got pretty fast. I had like 390 horsepower to the rear wheels. So I would meet these guys on Sundays, and we'd do called the Columbus Run. Okay. And so right. you'd, you'd hit up here. You'd hit 71, and then you'd go as fast as you possibly can from here down to Columbus. We'd And then whoever got there first yeah. didn't have to pay, and then it went down through the guys, and mm. whoever last had to pick up most of the check where we ate, and then we'd run back. Okay, fair Two enough. Two of the guys. Did you go to the Autobahn cat, uh, buffet no. at... <laughs> Zimmerman's or, or no. whatever. No, actually, we went to we went to some place on Gay Street. For some reason, I remember it right. being on Gay Street. But um, but the the two guys in the front were uh, a nine eleven, an uh, old school, like an eighty six nine eleven. It had a thousand horsepower. It was twin turboed, fucking crazy, and it had a wow. red and white stripe. And he had a box in the front that literally jammed radar for a mile in either oh, direction. Yeah, 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 it was yeah, completely yeah, illegal yeah. and completely awesome. But his name was Doc, and he totally sounds like the guy you're describing, hey, man. Again, it's a small world, yeah. right? It is totally possible, if you live in Cleveland, to know pretty much all the other people who live in Cleveland. Yeah. At least met them once or twice, you know? Yeah, but that, it's uncanny. It is. Yes, it is. It is. It really is. So, um, we have the AIM Expo coming up. And yeah. by the time people are listening to this, they're going to be like right on the doorstep of the yeah, AIM Expo. Yeah. And the AIM Expo happens is as often as they can make it happen. It used to bounce around a little bit. This year, you're going as just a tourist. You have no obligation. That was my plan, right? My plan was, was to just float in there on my credentials. I wasn't even going to do a media pass. I was mm-hmm. just going to be the owner of Cleveland Moto. Just be relishing the oracleness. Yeah, exactly. Just go in there and be like, saw that coming. Talked to that guy, saw that coming. That guy told me he wasn't going to do that, and look at what he's imported, Yeah, right? And that's a big part of it. And anybody who's ever traveled with me to, like, the Indie Dealer Expo and stuff, um, for years and years and years, it was at the Indie. Mm-hmm. It was the Point, Indie Dealer Expo. Pointing them out like Babe Ruth. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's been a few years where I've been like, they won't be here next year. Right. And they won't be here next year. Right. And look at that guy who used to work there. 
He's working there now. Yep. They won't be here next year, you know? And that's what these shows are. So if people think like it's going to be like the motorcycle, the international motorcycle show thing that we used to do here at the IX Center every year. I'm so sad that died. Somebody mentioned that the other day. They're like, man, it really kind of sucks that they're yeah. not going to have that. And it really does. Kind no, of Facebook reminds me every year yeah. this weekend, mm. Facebook reminds me that 11 years ago, we were loading bikes in and out of the IX yeah. Center. And there's always pictures of us in a blizzard mm-hmm. loading Moto Guzzi's and Aprilia's and motorcycles and yeah. Royal Enfields out of trailers that are covered in snow yeah. into a booth and then being surrounded by our friends for three or four days yep. in, a, in a nice, well-heated environment. I mean, that was 16 years ago. My daughter's 16 now. Yeah. That it was my first show that mm-hmm. I did for the VJMC. That's right. Where I had to go pick up, I had to personally rent a trailer from U-Haul, go pick up this DB's. God, I remember that. Bags oh, I remember that. Just because yeah. I was just trying to save yeah. the space so that it wouldn't go away. Right. And the one guy's like, "Yeah, you can have my bikes." I'm like, "All right." So I picked up his bike. Yeah. And a few other people showed up with bikes, and I did it the day after my daughter was born. Yep, absolutely. Yep, I remember that like it was yesterday, and I remember how salty you were, like. I ran the fucking club. I ran the booth. I organized everything. I made all the phone calls. And then I got to pick the motherfuckers' bikes up and deliver them too? Yeah. Yeah. But it was, I mean, it was a hell of an event. But right? I was just trying to save, you know, like some somebody had to do it. I right. was just trying to do it. But I'm like, the last person should have had to do that. There were years when John and I were at that event and we were wearing six hats. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Where John would be like, I'm here from the VJMC. I'm here from Pride of Cleveland Scooters. I'm here from Cleveland Moto. I'm here from Moto Guzzi USA. I'm here for Royal Enfield. And it would be me and him running back and forth to six different booths. And it would be all the time. And when somebody came along and said, you know, you should be doing it this way, that way, and the other way. <laughs> I'm like, this is my guy. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, you know, then they're like, you know, I'd just like to point out that you're not actually even a member of the VJMC anymore. I'm like... Yeah, because they didn't count all the people who I said, yeah, just go go to the website. I'm not going to sign you up here. Right, yeah. You know, I'm like, great, I'm not. Now you can take it over. <laughs> so the AIM Expo is for, um, it's not for the general public, okay? Yep. And so they've done this event all over the place. And for a couple of years, they did it in Columbus, and we had a lot of fun with that. Oh, yeah. That was great. And getting the podcasters all together in one spot. So this year, Vegas, and it's been Vegas before. Mm-hmm. And I'm sad that we didn't go last year because it was the same weekend as the gun show, Oh yeah, which would have been fun. Yeah. But anyway, it's not the same weekend as the gun show this year. But uh, what was supposed to be fun, just being, you know, roaming around the show and whatever. You got meetings, don't you? All my fucking manufacturers have decided, <laughs> better late than never, we're going to do a booth. I mean, they must have had some extra booth space. They kind of yeah. gave away cheap. Uh but now many of my manufacturers that I represent are, are doing things like dealer meetings or training. Oh, good. Yeah, but they're not coming forth with the, oh, and by the way, your room's free. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. No free rent. No, no free, free rent, airfare. no airfare. Like the old days, it was pretty, yeah. it was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know? Are they even going to fill your belly? I, mean, I fucking, meal? let's hope they well, throw down point, something, they've, right? They stuffed it pretty far in the back door, so. Uh, yeah, they're right? Maybe get something out of it. So, yeah. But the reason I bring this up yeah. is, uh, you know, we've got some friends that I've gotten some credentials for. I've helped, you know, get some credentials. Uh, apparently, Motorcycles and Misfits, our friends there, had signed up with a few people on their roster of celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning, we've all, we've all, everybody at this table's had media passes before. Mm-hmm. 
they're not real hard to get. Mm-mm. But apparently, Liza overstacked the deck. Uh-oh. So I had to pick up some of her scraps. Oh, boy. So apparently, Cat McLeod from Leout Escapes oh, yeah. is now a member of Cleveland Moto. Okay. We got him. Cool. It's on paper. There you go. And then uh, Matt, yeah, we do. And Matt, I love the name, Cat McLeod. Dude, he's a fucking Scottish motherfucker. Cloud, like a tiger. But he's magnificent. But and then Matt from Breaking Away Motorcycle Adventures, we got him on the Cleveland Motor roster now. So take that, Pace Motorcycle Podcast. They're best players. They are. We're getting some of their cream of their crop, and that's good. So we got we got passes for those guys. So. But now it's two weeks away, one week in podcast time, if you're listening to this. So it is your last opportunity to somehow sneak in the doors in Vegas. But listen to this. You know at our shop, we are big fans of that TNT 135. Yeah. We kind of like that bike. We have a lot of funs with that bike. Right here at the table, Chris has got one of those bikes. Sleepy's got one of those bikes. Mm -hmm. And I use them all the time. Yeah. (laughs) You own all of them, basically. <laughs> I've got, and I have six of those bikes right now. <laughs> right. And I get to pick whichever one I want to go play with. Right. But Liza's bike that we all had fun taking laps on, barrel racing right. at AMA Vintage Days, traveled south for the winter to the faraway land of Atlanta. Oh. And it came home recently with one of our podcast listeners. It was nice enough to bring it back from Atlanta. He delivered it to Atlanta, and he brought it back. Wow. Was that the picture of the one you uh, had outside that had an appendage? It got bigger. Yeah, I saw that. It got bigger. It got bigger, and while it was in Atlanta, it put on some weight. Yeah. And so now our beloved little adorable TNT 135 that Liza owns is now a three-wheeler. Yeah, I saw that. So it's got a sidecar on it, and it is fucking... now. Because it showed up in a very cold day mm-hmm. with a dead battery, which again, Atlanta, come on, plug in the fucking battery. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I couldn't ride it around with the sidecar on it. Yeah, we took some pictures, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, it's going to warm up in a couple of days, and then we're going out and going to have some fun with it. I was so tempted to go ruin my neighbor's yard. Yeah, you could go ruin the property if you want. Yeah, right. One hundred percent. My birthday week. So, so I thought that was really fun. But then we got the announcement today. So the announcement today is that SSR, proud importer of Benelli into the United States, also announced today that they are now the proud importer of QJ. Now, QJ is the company that... So, importer, but not owner. That's right. SSR, I don't know how much they own, but I know that they don't own QJ because QJ owns Benelli. So, in the food chain thing, QJ is pretty high up on the spectrum. Uh, Great, super fun and cool. But SSR has a dealership base in the United States. So SSR is the importer, distributor, and manufacturer of many different bikes, and of which we all know a lot of their stuff. So I'm just going to, for fun, we're just going to go and have a quick look at SSR Motorsports. And we know we don't have to comment too much, but just to kind of, we're talking about Chineseium. We're talking about China invading America. And very similar to the way that Germany invaded America um, in the 50s with motorcycles and scooters. And the way that Japan 
invaded America in the 60s with motorcycles and scooters. What the hell? Was it's it? Fucking sound guy. Jesus Christ. Okay. So in SSR, we're going to start with the pit bikes. Yeah, they start with a little 50cc automatic with a pull start rope on it. And then our favorite 70 around here, which is the 70 automatic with electric start and a wiring harness you can put lights on. Grumpy sore guy wants a laser six. Yeah, he just always a, wants a laser just six. Just a heads up. All right. So then we go into the 110s, which you can get in any way you want, which is an automatic, a semi-automatic, or a four-speed. It gets into our favorite bike, the 125, the SR125, which we've proved even fat old men can't kill. And that comes as a semi-automatic and automatic the regular SR125 and now the SR125TR. That's I want that. 400 bucks more and you get bigger tires, bigger wheels. And it's a little more I think you get bigger forks too. It's everything. It's a bigger bike. So it is a bigger bike. Daddy likes. It is and it has that same venerable motor, one that 125 SR motor that we like and you oh, can't what's kill. that bigger one? Okay, now we get into the SR140 which is <gasps> $200 more at $1959. I'm in. And that has the same wheel and tire combination is the sr125 tr but instead it's got the 140 motor then we get into the biggest of the pit bikes which are the 160s a tr and a tx okay the tx is more of an actual eh, it's hard for me to tell you what the real difference is but the the 160 tx is definitely the tr seems to have the higher but more suspension they're um or I'm, I, think I, think I think that the component quality, the, the one SR160 TX that we did custom order in for somebody who does race on a team, uh, I, was, I was really impressed by the fit and finish of a $2,499 160 pit bike. Huh. Uh, very impressed. And so it's, it's a really nice I'm piece of kit. I'm not going to lie. I think I'd be scared of that thing. Well, well I mean, knowing how fast our 125s <laughs> are say, and like how yeah, small it is. And stuff. Uh, I've ripped this SR160 around the neighborhood here. She go real good right? She go real good. And it's a proper upside down fork in the front. It's, it's real good. It's a good thing. Right. How much is one of those dudes? $24.99. I know. Right. But it's okay. We're not even close to being done with their lineup yet. They got a 150 CC dirt bike for 2,400. Okay. They got a 190 CC dirt bike for 2,800. Now we're talking. They got a 250 S, which is a trail bike, headlight and tail light. SR 250 S for under 4k. They got the 300, which is a dirt bike only, for 4,600, and they've got the SR450S, which I have ridden, and it is a monster. The SR450S is not fucking around, and God bless them. Um, That is $5,500, and it is a liquid-cooled, fierce so what's, a, what's a CRF 450? I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know. A CRF 450 is north of 10,000. Yeah. Like yeah. Over, I think it's right at so it's about. This is almost half. Yeah. yeah. It's over yeah. $10,000. Right. Wow. All right. So anyway. If so you want, If you want the CRF 450L street bike. Right. Yeah. They make not one, but two 250cc street legal bikes called the XF250X and the XF250X dual look- sport. Are these the same ones What's that Pitster Pro on had? Um, those are thirty five hundred bucks. Way what? cheaper than a CRF three hundred. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Way cheaper. Now these are air cooled. You know they're not liquid cooled, um, but it's just you know it's a it's a motorcycle for riding well, around your neighborhood. Bike, camp yeah, bike. yeah, exactly. Dude, that's what you take. We should buy those for the Blue Ridge Mountain. Thing. And these are <laughs> those would be perfect. And these are thirty five hundred bucks, and they got a carburetor, so we're not you know we're not setting the world on fire here. But just just the point being that we're only on the first column, and we've already shown you 24 motorcycles. Yeah, no, right? they stepped it up from like the eight they used to have. Right. They got three different side-by-sides, right? 
I know. And now, and now we're finally getting into the whole, like, it's a dual sport, you know, thing. The Laser 6, God, fucking Hoffert's going to drive me at the wall with this thing. It's a moped. The Laser 6 is a moped. That's exactly what it is. It's a $1,600 motorcycle moped. <clears throat> it has one thing going for it. It exists. So in a world, in a world, in a world where mopeds have been driven off the face of the earth due to a lack of desire and a lack of quality, the laser six exists, Yeah, right? It, it, I don't care what it is. I get a hundred phone calls about this bike every year from people that do not know a CC from a PP and a BB, Uh right? They don't. They don't know. They don't care. They don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. All that matters is it's a moped. The problem is the pedals are optional. And I will show you a picture of the pedals. And I'm going to tell you $10 to the first man who can pedal this bike around the block. Because these pedals do fuck all. But also probably the transmission is not a speed transmission. It's probably just like a auto clutch. That's what I'm thinking. One speed auto clutch. Yeah, I'm thinking that's exactly because right. I, that bike in the 50 cc yeah. they say goes 23 miles an hour. <laughs> so it is a moped for people who, uh, for some reason, aren't allowed to or aren't going to get a motorcycle endorsement and think this is what they want. And my argument still holds true. If this is where you are, if this is how you're spending your money, just go ahead and get a fucking electric bicycle and admit it, right? At least then you'll be silent. Nobody will hear you coming. So nothing wrong with that. So that's the moped that exists. And again, nothing to get excited about, but it is the Laser 6 and it does exist. And honestly, it's not bad looking. And this is the thing that Hoffert wants the Japanese version of it. Yeah, he wants the Honda Solo. The Honda, yeah. yeah. The Honda Solo. Yeah, so he wants the Honda Solo. This is... The bike that costs half as much money, but it exists. Probably a fraction. Right. It exists. So electric, they got all kinds of silly stuff. They got balance bikes, electronics, quads. Those tiny little quads would be fun. I they might be fun. Electric, right? You know, it's good for the little kids. Get some going. They just launched a row of four bicycles. All right. Nothing really crazy here. All right. So that's SSR, guys. We all so just so you know, that's SSR. It's not like they're out there with three bikes in somebody's garage. Do they do on road stuff or no just those dirt bikes? Well, we'll we'll get to that. Oh. So yeah, yeah, that's good though. That's oh, good. That well, they used the to do they used to do the rascal. Remember the rascal? Yeah. You know why they don't do it anymore? It sucked. It sucked. Yeah, right. Right. They got rid of it. Um, they used to do the misfit, the buccaneer two fifty, which is a fucking high price for corn, right? Um, <laughs> they uh, they used to do the buccaneer two fifty, and you know what? They got rid of it. You know why? Good. It sucked. Yeah. All right. And the buccaneer was a V twin. Yeah. I know. I remember. Okay, they got rid of it, though. Marini, five, two and a half. Right, that's exactly right. Uh, But, but, they've been doing Benelli. And we all know Benelli, right? I mean, that's that's not, that's nothing surprising about that. Um, Benelli, yeah, Benelli's been, I'll give you my, my, the dealer's perspective on Benelli. The TNT 135, God's gift to mini bikes, right? Seriously. If the Grom was better, I would have said the Grom was better and made a lot of money putting parts that exist on Groms. Instead, I'm selling TNT 135s, not making any money because parts don't exist to add on to a TNT 135. You know, there's there's 17 catalogs of parts you can put on a Grom. To make it 
almost as good as a Benelli 135. Mm -hmm. The Benelli is already better than that, so they don't need buckets of parts to make it better. And the weird part is, yeah. is that it's, it's almost like they had actual engineers. And so then <laughs> when you start fucking around with it, you might make it worse. I'm just saying. Well, maybe, maybe. and we we can prove that that happens, yeah, yeah. right? But the the Grom started, you know, with a, a very two-valve motor. And mm. yeah, anyway. So we know that we love the Benelli TNT 135. The Benelli 302S, okay, so the Benelli 302S is a 600cc motorcycle with a 300cc motor. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what I'm going to say. If you went out shopping and you said, I'm looking for a CBR 300, okay? I'm looking for a Ninja 300, okay? What about that Benelli? Well... If you like the CBR 300 and you like the Ninja 300, you're going to love the price on the Benelli. But it's like the Benelli's been eating too much for too long. Mm -hmm. The Benelli is bigger and heavier. And whereas we always say that the, um, uh, the CBR 300 and the Ninja 300 are 7 8 scale motorcycles, mm -hmm. this is not. This is a full-size motorcycle. So if you say, I'm a normal-sized big person and I want a normal-sized big person's motorcycle with a very small motor, this is what you buy. I mean, they probably did that just for tooling, right? Like, they don't have to have two of everything. It's the same right. as the 600. Right. It's the same as the 600, yeah. okay? Except for the fact that the 600 doesn't exist anymore. Oh. Oh, so they took the TNT 600 out of the lineup. And that was a four-cylinder. And, you know, we uh, sold zero of those. We sold two of the 302s, maybe, maybe three. Right, maybe three, and the three hundred two S is under five grand, so forty eight ninety nine. These numbers are going to come in later, so you might want to remember three hundred CCs under five grand. Right. Okay. And then the adventure bike we loved, but were confused by the TRK five hundred two X, and the uh, TRK five hundred two, which is the normal seventeen inch wheeled version of it. And the TRK 502X, which is basically one third of a BMW GS, you know, 1250 or whatever. But with right? all the schnozzle. Oh, it's got all of it. And I mean, yes, it does win the I look just like the other one competition, right? <laughs> yeah, it, does. it sure does, right? <laughs> okay. And for a price of $7,000, yeah. give or take, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. 500cc bike. My review of this bike is when you put all the luggage on it, you know, the aluminum transportation storage system. Uh, 250. She does. She not go too fast. No. Uh, that this bike at freeway speeds with no luggage, delightful. CBR or CB five hundred X. Seven seven thousand seven hundred. Yeah. Right. How okay. much is the five hundred two? So the five hundred two is seventy one hundred dollars. And that's was that a twin or a single? This is a twin. Yeah. That wasn't me. Yeah, that was your twin. And, but I mean, this has all the stuff. It's got, you know, 47 horsepowers. It's got fuel injection. You know, it's, you know, 34 foot pounds of torques. Yeah, it wasn't whatever. a bad bike at all. It wasn't a bad bike. But when you put those giant fucking boxes on it. It could use the extra 300. Then all of a sudden it was like, God damn, this thing's got no power. But they fixed it for this year, right? Didn't they? Like they well, they we're going to talk about okay. that. They did fix it. Strangely enough, they did fix it. Um, but they might not have fixed it the way that we thought they were going to. Oh. Mm, because we all read stories and articles about a Benelli 750. Or an 802. Or an 802 or a 902. Yeah. Right? They like those 02s, right? But we see that that's not really here on the website just yet. Nope. Nope. 
What about the Leoncino? What about the Leoncino? I love the Leoncino. The Leoncino for me hit all the buttons. One, I'm six foot one, so it was tall enough for me. I didn't feel like I was riding somebody's stolen bike. I didn't feel like it was too small. It felt comfortable. The Hearst Purr was right there at 47 horsepower and 34 torques, right? It, it ran really nice. It drove really nice. It was a really, really nice bike to ride, and it had the right amount of power that you'd expect out of a 500cc. I would take that easily over a Honda Rebel. Yeah, definitely. My only complaint about it, and it was under seven grand, 6,800 bucks. My only complaint about it was it did weigh about 50 pounds more than a Moto Guzzi V7. Really? Yep, 456 pounds, all right? So it was a little bit heavy, but it was a good bike. I had no problem. We sold two of them. And it wasn't because we only had two of them. It was because people decided, only two people decided that was the right bike for them. Well, they didn't decide it. I decided it for them. Okay, so now... Because you're the decider. Well, I sometimes I have to be. So now we go back to that company that bought Benelli, called QJ Motor. And QJ has been around a long time. Uh, Quan Yang, sidecar rigs, thanks to uh, Russians and the Chinese kind of splitting up Europe after the war. Uh, they built, they had, you know, BMW tooling for the Changjiang 750. And uh, those QJ, uh, QJ 750 sidecar rigs um, those are, those were a thing, man. And when, uh, when I was getting into this game, you couldn't, you couldn't move around too far without finding, you know, a, a QJ kicking around. So they're, uh, they're a real thing and they, they've been around now. QJ has, well, I should say it better. SSR has decided to represent QJ in the United States. And this is where shit gets slippery. Now, every bike I've told you about up until this point is a Chinese-built bike. Mm -hmm. Some of them have names that end in a vowel. Benelli, mm -hmm. right? Um, we're going to talk about more Chinese-made bikes right now. But the reason we're going to talk about them is usually Chinese-made bikes have been, right? And it may be like, this is a KTM. Don't look too hard. Right. Because then you discover the Chinese parts, right? And then you discover that it's made by CF Moto. And then you start reading articles about like how CF Moto and KTM are partnering. Right. And that's happening all over the fucking place. And it really is happening all over the place. I mean, most of the majors are doing that, right? Honda's producing over there and, and who else? Yeah. So well, everybody's BMW, doing, right. everybody's doing something. Yeah. So the first in the lineup is the SRF 135. Okay, I'm going to tell you, you don't even have to think about this too hard to understand immediately that this is a Benelli TNT 135. Is it bodywork slightly different? Yes. Okay. So is the location of the exhaust. Where is the exhaust? Underneath oh, shit, it. it's underneath. Yep. Now, here's the trick. The correspondence I read today said that this bike will be at the Vegas AIM Expo along with a litany of accessories and performance modifications that you may purchase from SSR for your SRF 135. Now we're talking. And I don't know what the parts interchangeability is going to be between this thing and a Benelli TNT 135. I don't know. It looks pretty damn close. It looks pretty though. fucking close, if, if you ask me. If you're looking at the frame and yep. everything. Yep. And all the numbers are 
there, right? Yeah. Now, we're going to get into price point because, <clears throat> well, let's give it a second and then we'll get into price point. The SRV 300. Okay. okay. Well, this is a Sportster. Or a, a Honda Rebel. Well, I think this is a Sportster 883 shrunk down to Honda Rebel scale. Okay, I see that. Okay, I see that. So I think this is more like the Harley than it does a Honda. It is a V twin, not a parallel twin, right? It is not a single. It is an actual real V twin. It actually is a real liquid cooled V twin, and not only is a real liquid cooled V twin, it is also a fuel injected liquid cooled V twin. Wow! With thirty actual horsepower and twenty torques. That's a commuter right there. And it and it 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 doesn't hurt me to look at the way it hurts me to look at the new Rebel. No, it doesn't. The proportions pretty good. The proportions are pretty fucking good. Like it's a little cartoony, just a tiny bit, but not in a bad way. Like, I think I'm it looks I think it looks like every Sportster sold in the past 15 years. Sure. Yep. The tank looks better actually than a Sportster. I actually think so too and I don't yeah. see a seam on it. Yeah. So it it doesn't have the telltale I'm a Japanese bike seam on it. So this might be a thing, right? This might be a thing. Don't know for sure yet, and we don't know what the price is going to be. But yeah, that's pretty cool. Kind of cool looking, right? Um, Everybody if, drink a drink for my birthday, please. That's right, for John's birthday. There we go. There we go. There we go. Hey, hey. John's birthday month. Mm. I could give a shit less about the SRK four hundred, yeah, because it's just the Benelli three hundred two with different bodywork. And remind you, this is the motor that's in Harley's new five or four hundred. Right. So this is the motor. That Harley Davidson is putting in their new Harley Davidson 400. Well, isn't that the bike though too, or no? Is it more of the Benelli? Slightly modified bodywork. Okay. So Harley Davidson's not using this same gas tank. <laughs> okay. Right. This is um, don't call it a CBR 400 RR because I think you might get sued. Oh yeah. But it yeah. sure looks like a Honda CBR 400 RR right down to the choice of paint color. I mean, like, look, you could even change the Rondale out there and put the Honda one on, and it was like fuller fuck yeah yeah you put a little bird wing in that place yeah where that rr is and you got a fooler anyway price unknown and then the one that we're here for today so do you think that motor would be built uh, the same motor that's like in the gn 400 like the xr 400 motor or no it's totally new i think well it's liquid totally liquid cooled yeah totally different valve train hey dual air head cam who cut the cylinders off the BMW? <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking That's urban, dude. This is an R9T. Yeah, urban. But I think this is the R5T. Yeah, they just cut the cylinders I think this off, is the BMW R5T. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if that's the similar... Well, no, that's probably not the same motor that's in uh, Leoncino. I think it's... I think they're all the same motor with a slightly different stroke. And I think that's how you pick up because I think if we look at the Boren stroke, different strokes, strokes sometimes a stroke, 70.5 versus 71, (laughs) right? Uh, That's 7.5 versus 71. And then if we look at this motor, right? uh, The stroke is 7.5 and 51, right? Hmm. So that's the difference. So you got your bore stays the same. It's the stroke that changes. So this motorcycle with the 400cc motor has the exact same bore as this motorcycle. Now you're boring me. Yes. This motorcycle is also 70.5 bore, but it's got a much longer stroke. So that's the difference. That's how you get the cc difference between the two machines. 
One's got a long stroke. One's got a shorter stroke. No big deal. What do I have to say about the SRV 550? It's a good looking fucking bike. It's a fucking good looking bike. Yeah, man. <laughs> it looks just like a BMW that they cut the cylinder. And would right? I rather. Is it going to come with CQJ logos? Or and is it going to come the, with Benelli? And so, would you rather ride this or the Benelli Leoncino? I'd rather ride that, but I want the yeah. Benelli name on it. <laughs> and so, this is what I want to get to. When you price these bikes and your SSR, do you admit that the Benelli name is part of the value package of the motorcycle? Hell yeah. Because Hell the Benelli yeah. name's hoard out already. I mean, might as well. The Benelli hard. name has been on people's lips since 1911. Yeah. QJ Motor. Than, not so much. Sounds a lot less Chinese than QJ Motor. Yeah. So that's my question. And the thing is, is that if these bikes, which we know they're probably going to be as good, if not better, than the TNT-135, right? So, I mean, like, when you have that good of a thing, though, then people can't deny them. You know what I mean? It's not like it is a piece of We shit. all made fun of the name of a Buddy 125 scooter. Yeah, right. We all had a good fucking laugh. They named it Buddy? Yeah. Oh, boy. Not selling any of those to yeah. hetero upright walking males. Nope. And... uh Ten thousand later, and yeah, and it turns out, you know, it earned its place, right? Yeah. The buddy scooters have earned their still, place. I mean, it's still, I would recommend the buddy one twenty five to every person on this planet. Absolutely. If you don't have one, you're missing out. Yeah. Whatever you ride, yeah. I don't care right. what you have. You should still have a one buddy. A buddy one twenty five. I agree. There's a job for that bike, and it'll do it. Now, here's my question: If you're SSR and you're trying to enter the United States market. With a product behind, beyond your fun little pit bikes that everybody loves. Right. Right? Okay. We know, <laughs> we know that they're, um, how much, Chris, was the Benelli, uh, the Benelli Leoncino, the 500? What was our price point on that little bike? 50. Did you, I saw you writing some stuff down. You might have been writing that down. 71. 71 Hondo? Yeah. Was that it? So if we. You said the 502? The, no, the, yeah, the Benelli. Uh, the Leoncino. Was that Leoncino on you there? You know what? I didn't check. You didn't get the Leoncino? All right. I thought so, it was like 56 or something. Well, we're going to find out because I'm, I can open up two screens at one time. It's no big deal. But here's the trick. If you're the buyer and you're out there looking at buying a motorcycle and you want to buy a 500cc motorcycle, which describes a lot of fucking people, and we say the Leoncino is going to set you back 6799 6800 bones. Okay. What price do you need to buy the SRV 550, which says QJ on the side? They're both similar bikes. They're both super retro, right? I mean, They're both fuel injected. They're within a hair of 500 cc. Personally, I wouldn't care. Personally, right. me. I right. wouldn't give a shit. So, so to you, Benelli and QJ, they might as well have the exact same price point. But that's because I know the, like now from being here, I know the background. So like, <laughs> I was going to say, you're an informed consumer yeah, to the point where that, you know that Benelli. Yeah, right. So I mean, I don't, might as well say QJ. So I can't like, <laughs> but, but knowing that for several right. years now, how many times like a company used a name and then you find out it's actually made. I'd buy the but I'd but I'd buy the Leoncino because yes it has the fooler name it yep. has the Benelli See, name I don't on. care yeah. even though I know it's right. made by the same manufacturer 
My, when if I ever go to sell it, it's yeah. gonna be easier to sell a Benelli. Oh boy, than a QJ. A QJ. But but for right. how long? Now, though? if you put I mean, the Benelli name on both bikes, I'm taking that bike. Yeah, totally. But here's the thing, though. Absolutely. Like, if this company, if they bring these in and they're as good as the bikes have been, right? That name's not gonna be a bad name. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like SSR proved itself. Now, when people talk about pit bikes, a lot of people say, "Oh, my SSR." Uh, all I have to say. It's a name like QJ Motors has a long way to dig. It has a long Kwong way to dig. Jan, Kwong it Jan, does. Jan, I mean, that has a that has a long road I, ahead I of it. I agree to that, yeah. but I'm just saying like it has a long road ahead of it. It's not a one word. It's not a it's no. <laughs> it's no. They just say QJ. They don't. You know what? Yeah. I would rather own the Fiat than the Yugo. All right, all right. I mean, I, I I would rather own the Fiat than the Yugo. If they right. called it Stallion Motors, if they no, called it, was a good right. argument. You yeah. Me. If you they called it Mustang, you know, sure. Right. Yeah. Oh, like, right. You know, like something. But when you call it QJ Motors, and since they own Benelli anyway, why don't you just? It's just right. Yeah. Why don't you just spread that badge around a little bit? I wonder um, if there's any legal reasons why they couldn't. Do in it. Europe, this bike is sixty-seven hundred and ninety euros. You own Benelli, you can put it on anything you want. So in, sixty-seven ninety euros. Yeah. So this bike is seventy-two ninety-three U.S. dollars. So in in a current exchange rate, the Benelli. So that's more than the Leoncino. Well, uh, seventy-two versus sixty-eight hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. About four hundred. Yeah. Four hundred higher. It's CB five hundred X money. Yeah. It is all CB five hundred X money. Yeah, and I'm sorry, I'd still buy a Honda first. That's right. That's right. And you are exactly right. When you have to say, we are in this market. But here you go. Go buy a CB500X because I don't think they still, they don't have inventory. So you might be looking at another. Let's go buy that one. You go buy that one over there. It's it's... (laughs) right. But a new one, I mean, they might have another summer of no inventory. I don't know. Yeah, we don't. That's another, and that's a damn good question. But as long as, as long as Leoncino, as long as Benelli. Because what? Oh, that's 7.2. 7299. I mean, shit. no, it's the look, I'm telling you. The Leoncino is 6799. Uh, the CB500X is 7299. That's, you know, that's 500 bucks and that's tough, man. Um you have to look at yourself in the mirror and you got to say we are only $500 less than honda and here's the problem <laughs> this this dude might have an inflated ego yeah because he brought in quality pit bikes that were literally less than half of the other uh, you know real bike yeah, yeah so he built this thing up that's that, a huge advantage right but now that's gone like yeah. you with these prices you like can't you, buy a honda 70 <clears throat> for less than 2500 dollars. Nope. right yep exactly that's my point so, so like, to yeah. make this work, if you wanted to have them blowing out the doors, you got to get the prices down. There. So if I were Benelli, oh, sorry, QJ, QJ <laughs> I have yeah. to keep reminding myself of that. Right. So yes, if I were are. QJ. Well, it depends what day they identify which. Yeah, well, <laughs> if I were QJ and I had somebody working for me who was a realist and I was talking to the guys at SSR about distributing my product in the United States, yeah. I would be a realist and say, we have established traction already in the marketplace with Benelli. Mm-hmm. These QJs will all be branded Benellis. All of them. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. There's going to be some overlap with the SRF 135 and the TNT 135. Oh, you're proud of the efforts you've made and you're eager to put your name on your product. That's right. Don't. I get it. Have a realistic moment. 
right now in this country. Kimcos were sold all through the 80s to Americans who thought they were buying Hondas. Y'all did it. Y'all bought a Honda CH-150 Elite. You bought a Kimco. Mm -hmm. It had a Honda badge on it. Congratulations. You earned it. You do that. You go with the marketing thrust. You go with where the energy is. Mm -hmm. And at this point, doing the QJ now takes some thunder away from Benelli. Especially if they're coming from the same dealers, the same distributor, they're going to be in all the same exact dealerships. You're going to, you're going to be like, well, yeah, it's QJ Motors, same as Benelli. We own Benelli. Exactly. Now you're just going to tear down Benelli. Right now, Benelli by attaching them to QJ. Damn, that's right. It was it was the great great Cosmo Kramer that sent her on the cats out of the bag. Right. That's exactly what happened. That QJ is going to steal from your Benelli credit. Put a Benelli badge on all these motherfuckers. It's your yeah, company. Run right. it the right way. Put a pillowcase over her head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Look. Brown bag it. You are only $500 below the CB500X yeah. with your Leoncino. And as the guy who was being forced to sell them, I can tell you, you weren't far enough from a CB500X. Based on the sales that we lost over and over again to guys who brought their CB500X in here for me to service it a thousand miles later right. for basic service, so that didn't work. That plot of being five hundred because I, I don't yeah. care what you say. Yeah. You're not going to tell me a Leo Chino is better than a CB500X. No, sorry. Right, it's you great. Can, I mean, you could probably a really nice bike, and you could measure things, and you could prove to me that the forks are thicker. You could, you could show me that the welds are nicer. I looked; they are. I could point out. 10 different things on a Leoncino that are nicer than a CB500X. But you know, one of them that isn't is the badge and the reputation behind the badge and 90,000 Honda dealers. Building a a, a deep level of trust. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ride red, right? Yeah. (laughs) Look, man. Generations of Honda, this, that, and the other thing have been known for being the most reliable you can buy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you can buy a Kimco. They gave up a lot of performance to be the most fucking reliable they could, you know. Absolutely. And so they're where they are because they put themselves. Yeah. I think that, I think two things have to happen. One is that all those QJs need to be badged as Benelli's and have a big old Benelli party and have only Italian people there. Okay. (laughs) And only serve Italian food. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. They'll all be smoking with hairy arms. Okay. So then on top of that, you make sure that the price point is. They go out with their boyfriends probably. Yeah. Well, yeah. Boyfriends have more expensive haircuts. The, you make sure the price. hair. You make sure the, (laughs) you make sure that the, uh, you make sure that the price point is way the fuck under whatever competes with it. Yeah, right? you have to do that. Because the TNT's been a sore dick deal since the day it came out. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not going to be honest, the most average American chiseler, yeah. if it's a solid $1,000, it yeah. would swing them. Game on, baby. Why do you think people are buying TNT 135s instead of Groms? They ain't in here measuring the forks. Nope. No. $1,000 cheaper? They're not they in here they looking fast. at the oil cooler. They're not in here looking at all the things that really do make a TNT 135 a better bike than a Grom. No, they're looking at the fucking price tag. I'll be honest, I had to hammer the shit out of your bike. <laughs> <laughs> I know you did. I hammered the shit out of that thing. And, and I quite frankly was surprised. I, I'll be honest, I didn't give it 100% throttle. I did the pin it, 
And, and then, then back off back an eighth. off a little bit, you know. Yeah, pin it and back off an eighth. But seriously, me on that bike going seventy mile an hour. And and just for the sake for of a, our podcast listeners, what do you weigh? Three hundred and plus. <laughs> so and, and plus and plus. Yeah. But Sleepy and I, every single one we PDI, yeah, Sleepy and I rode him on the freeway on four eighty at maximum velocities. Bowling pin the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and. We were just next to each other yeah. trying to squeeze out one blonde one yeah. in aerodynamic advantage <laughs> to the point where our feet were behind us. Like we tried every trick in the book at 70 miles per hour indicated <laughs> yeah. to go to 72 yeah. <laughs> and the computer, the art, the, 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 the rev limiter was having none of it. Yep. So 76 was at 76. Right. It was like, boom. it was an indicated yeah. 76 miles per hour. <laughs> yeah. And that was truly Cannonball Baker, feet out behind us, yeah. the whole deal, you know, chin under the gas tank for fuck's sake. And we would get to that indicated 76 yeah. GPS 69.5 yeah. and the bike would just go. Hmm. Yeah. So the trick was you just had to keep it one RPM away from where it clipped the RPMs yep. and then you could beat the other guy because you knew the second that he touched that rev limiter, Done. he was shut down. Yeah. And, and it takes forever to recover. It takes forever to come I back. I learned this on the Lake yeah. Erie Loop. I mean, like, <laughs> you keep it pinned. You yeah. don't uh, yeah. hit your rear brake yeah. if you have to. You but do. you don't let off the throttle. <laughs> don't ever give up revs. <laughs> because as soon as you let off the throttle and blip it. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, you gotta now you're down shifting. Like, oh, you yeah. are so further. You're absolutely so much further ahead. If you need to slow down on a little bike, sit up for a second. Oh, yeah. Just, just change your aero package a tiny bit. Change your aero package a tiny bit and then get back down again. Or like you said, breathe on the rear brake. Dude, the one time yeah. I, we were next to each other and I was like, I was going for it, man. I was like, I was eating the gas tank, looking through the fucking handlebars and like, you're not kidding. So like I, I didn't, I had the Cleveland moto um, jacket on with the right. hood yeah. and the hood was pulled down. And at one point it went back and yes. became a parachute. Yes. And you just lost that, an hour. Was, you were like, Whoosh. I passed you. As, as soon as I saw your hood flip up on your jacket, I was like, that's all I need. That was it. Because otherwise. It to, I mean, like aerodynamics, like humping your back yeah, up a little yeah, bit, yeah. trying to get the back, trying to get the air. I got one arm behind my back. I'm, I'm riding with one hand, one arm behind my back. My This is left, at five o'clock in rush hour traffic. Rush hour traffic. Elbows totally in. skinny, skinny the fuck up. And Sleepy and I, you know, each one of these bikes, and I mean, we moved 18 of them, yeah. right? Two at a time. So we moved 18 bikes, two at a time. We had nine sets of test subjects. What I can tell you about the people at the factory at Benelli, QJ, motherfucking that. tolerances are tight. Yeah. Because these two bikes had um, 0, 0.0 miles on them when they left the shop. Yeah. And went straight to the rev limiter mm -hmm. for mm, in excess of 10 miles yeah. um, at maximum chat mm -hmm. and then came off the freeway. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> it was like, yep, <laughs> we know those are broken in. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, man. they're good. Those are real good. And it's either a, a tribute to the engineers mm -hmm. who decided to put the rev limiter in exactly the right spot. Yeah, they killed it. <laughs> <laughs> that is insane. Yeah. And nothing comes in and goes, you know, uh, you know, I, you guys, everyone says the top speed on those is 70 miles an hour. You know, that's bullshit. Yeah. Oh, that dude. Yeah. That's bullshit. They won't go 70 miles an hour. They won't get us living. I'll call Sleepy up and be like, Sleepy. Yeah. I'm six foot one. I'm 210 pounds. Yeah. Sleepy. What, what's your dimensions? <laughs> Five, nine, two, thirty. Okay. And how fast do the bikes go? 
<laughs> indicated 76 70, miles yeah. per hour. All of everyone. It was so Doesn't funny. Matter. We would get him to 74 yep. indicated. Life would be good. We would just kiss that 76 and everything would go away. Yeah, that would be it. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. And it didn't matter. It was really weird, too, because it didn't matter if we were level. No. Or slightly uphill. <laughs> or slightly or downhill. Sli- it didn't matter. It didn't matter. <laughs> no, the electronics were the only thing involved, yeah, right? Yeah, that was yeah. it. We had those bikes. And so if it seems like we're kind of fans of the TNT 135 around here, it's because yeah. every time we do something with them, they earn our respect a little bit more. And, and I yeah. thought about it. You know how you probably beat 76? Yeah. Downhill, when you hit 75 and a half, you got to clutch it. Oh, clutch it. And let it roll. That's and then idea. you might go. Because we yeah. never got over 76. They are, that, that, I don't know. Did Dare try to defeat the, the rev limiter? The only thing you'd be able to do would be to change the final gear ratio. And we've had so many of our friends try to do that yeah. to alter the gear ratio. And it makes it way worse. One tooth fucking fucks the whole game up. But that dude, remember Captain Cool that was here was like, well, I'm going to, I'm definitely changing the rev limiter. I'm going to take it at least to 16,000 and all this shit. Oh, yeah. We never heard from that dude. No, we never did. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. That guy had some big plans. Yeah, he did. And I mean, they make all that shit. You can buy that stuff for the TNT 135. It's fuel injected. It's still, oh, yeah. It's fuel injected, but they make an ECU. But but that wouldn't work anyway because it's just going to take it up to that RPM. Well, the ECU's got to. You have to change the gearing. And yeah. then make more. Well, that's what. So the they gear. they yeah. sell a one fifty six head. Yeah, and then they sell the Bazer or Bazer or something like that ECU where yeah. you can program it and you can set it. Up you can yourself. set your own shit up. And at that it's, point, yeah. then yeah, you change the gearing. Yeah. And I wonder you, what. I wonder where it was set to to hit the rev limiter. 10, ten five. Nope, ten. Ten. Like we said, ten. ten. Oh, and, you could go to so no, no my maximum. No, our. I think we said it was like ten one hundred. Yeah. yeah. So like ten thousand one hundred. Yeah, you, you could give, sit all you, day long at you ten. You could have a eleven thousand rev limiter on that motor. You could have a fifteen thousand rev limiter on that motor. Yeah, I have no doubt that motor yeah. would spin at fifteen k. If you were racing, you could yeah. really pump that. But second. the point being, it's a production vehicle. They're going to be conservative anyway. Yeah. So that's all it is. And which they with did. the people buying yeah. them was probably a really good. Decision. It's a really good <laughs> idea. The way I see people leave my parking lot yeah, yeah. At, at all ten thousand one hundred. Well, you two idiots rolled up. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We resemble that remark. Straight out of the wrapper. Yep. <laughs> Straight out the wrapper. Uh, but anywho, yeah, I do. I, I mean, I did want to say that. Just label them all as Benelli's, man. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't dick around. You got see so this is there'll this, be there'll be time in your a future. Free fucking pump action shotgun too. Yeah. No, but check it out. Yeah. So this was a pretty good example of like I had my. They're still selling Benelli shotguns, right? Different company, but yeah. And we had a pretty cool conversation <laughs> about it, and I've actually changed like. I agree with you guys. See, and that is a great example. Yeah. A, a good, a decent, yeah. convincing argument. Yep. You know, I we can change. We can change our mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I've just been wrong so many times in my life. I know not to get too, <laughs> too, too, too invested, invested in, in, it. in my own fucking. I'm like, uh, <laughs> Ain't that the truth, man? I've proven myself wrong. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. Like, don't yep. go too far down there. Yeah. You might fucking not like what I've had doing. a couple of Benelli shotguns, and they were straight up the greatest shotguns I've ever owned. And then I also tried one very, very expensive shotgun. Thank God I didn't own it, and the barrel came off. <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe not. But, you know, the, the Benelli M4, that, that is the beloved shotgun of the United States Marine Corps. Yep. That is the one. And, uh, you know, it's... But that's still an Italian company. Uh, or no. I'm not going to no. say that. <laughs> Who the fuck? Uh, you know, I've had to become very careful about saying things like, yes, that's from Italy, when in fact, 
I, I just have learned to say, I've learned to say it sure is an Italian sounding name. <laughs> there, there's a lot of heritage behind that name, John. That's it. Just like, you know, Ithaca or Savage or, or you know, these things that we've kind of grown up loving and thinking were great. And then we find out, oh, shit, this particular version of that Depends particular what thing. You well, and it's also this particular model of that particular thing might have come from China. And, you know, that's, that's well, the you know, We're into the guitars. I mean, you can buy a, a Korean Alvarez, a Japanese Alvarez, or a Chinese Alvarez. And a lot oh. of those make a huge difference. Yeah. Man. I mean, yeah. thousands of dollars a difference. Yeah. Hey, I'd just like to take this moment to once again uh, recognize our, our birthday boy here, Mr. Uh, That's right, Jay John. Hey, Want to hear a joke? Mm. Always want to hear a joke. An old retired sailor put on his uniform and went down to the waterfront once more for old time's sake. <clears throat> he found a prostitute and went up to her room, draping his sailor suit across the bed. He was going at it as best he could for a guy his age and asked, how am I doing? The prostitute said, well, sailor, you're doing about three knots. How's that? He said, well, you're not hard, you're not in, and you're not getting your money back. <laughs> I love it. That's a fucking great joke, man. That is if a I goddamn. Died, that is a goddamn. I, I like the way. How many times I've been doing three knots? This <laughs> 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 is not giving me my money. Back. <laughs> well, hey, You're not getting your so money back. It's your birthday. What are you doing? What do you got plans? What do you? Uh, what's going on? Well, one thing I don't have planned is Mrs. Macklefresh. So I came home from work today. She said, you got a present for your birthday. It's called my period. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And well. here you thought you were getting a bag of pennies. <laughs> so I'll just have to suffer with a really good blowjob. And I have to up the iron content. Yeah. The, we uh, can still work it out. You know honey. what, though? And Chris did offer Mrs. Smith. So hey, do you know what the... Uh, period anymore. <laughs> The uh, Benelli's are, in fact, Benelli's are 100% made in Italy. Oh, yeah. So that, yeah, it is, yeah, go. yeah. Benelli Army SBA is, in fact, made in Italy. So that's great. So I did look, and they, that is one of those things that it's like one of those companies that says we're very proud of the fact that um, I've heard somebody recently say that, oh, well, the brakes on my bike are Brembo, so they're Italian. And I went, no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> Not even the ones that actually say Brembo on them are made in Italy. Dude, speaking yeah. of brakes, did you was see? lost when Colt got sold out and there's no longer an American company. That's uh, true, yeah. yep, yep. Did you see Tesla was putting fake brake rotors on the rear of their, their cars? What you talking about, Willis? They ended up changing. They had some dis uh, distribution changes. So the rear brake calipers used to be like this fucking big. And then the new ones were only this big, but they didn't want anybody to know it. So they manufactured and installed covers over them to make them look like the original. Oh, so either you couldn't see them or the covers made them look bigger than they were. Yes, sir. All right. Classy guy. They, keep, they just keep getting better and better. Hey, them. man. That's it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I wonder, though. I mean, like, why aren't brake rotors? Why are they left open to the elements, especially here? Because, like, my car, if it rains... Oh, the I, rust. I, the first 10 feet, that when I drive down the road, it's like... Yeah. yeah. Like, why are they not enclosed in some sort of cover, you know, like an enclosed chain on a Honda? Right? The, exactly, right. Well, how would yeah. you cool them, though? Now you got all the or heat. Or why aren't they stainless steel? Some, A lot of them are. Some of them are, you know, for, well... Depends on what I was going to say. Depends on what drink from Arbor Freight. I was going to say depends on depends on what industry you're in. But yeah, in 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 private and personal cars and shit like that, it's because they want you to replace them. Yeah. You know, and we're not 
Yeah, well, Sean's like I bought four. Or I bought the four pack off eBay for twelve bucks, and they're rusting on man, the car. When I was a kid growing up, oh, there was I did buy the like the black and like the hard and yeah. supposed yeah. to be better. And all they did was like the layer that's black peeled off and made this like it was stupid. It was like oh, I would have been better off with just fucking plain old fucking rotors. Right. When right. we were younger <laughs> kids and we didn't have a lot of money to spend, when you did buy rotors for your car. We knew in our neighborhood, we knew that you bought TRW. Oh, yeah. Some nickel in there. Right? So you bought TRW because, one, they're a Cleveland company, and most of your old man's friends work there or whatever, if you're on the east side like we were, right? But the other thing was that they were just going to hold up better. And even if, you know, if you had a Ford, you didn't buy Motocraft rotors, you bought TRW rotors and et cetera, et cetera, and the whole deal. Also fantastic. And it was it was a Cleveland thing that we bought TRW. Well, uh, when my Tundra chewed through its first set of brake rotors, you know the ones that Toyota put on it, yeah, and it chewed through them at about forty six thousand miles. No big deal. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go get some of them TRW rotors again and put TRW rotors on it. I put the TRW rotors on it. They were wavy gravy, warped to shit, useless at about twenty four thousand miles. All four were just kind of like, you know. I thought my ABS was engaged all the time. This is perfect because you just made me think. And like, I just thought, I'm coming full circle. Yeah. Here, my dad worked in the automotive field. For yeah. And you're working in the automotive TRW, field. And now yeah. I'm basically at the company that, you know, TRW yeah. is no longer. Yeah. And we sell shitty shit too. <laughs> and, was, and I thought it was so bad that I got these TRW. I was so angry at these fucking brakes. And so when I went back in, you know, right. and I talked to my buddy who was like Toyota race guy. And uh, I said, yeah, I said, I bought these fucking TRW. He goes, oh, no, TRWs are crap now. He goes, you got to stick with Toyota manufacturer. Toyota branded brakes is what yeah. you need. I was like, man, I was trying to be cool. And he's so, like, don't, don't, well, don't oversmart us. They got, you can't even get a rotor turned anymore. Like back, remember the old There's days? There's a, I mean, yeah, that's, you can cool. can get a rotor turned. Yeah. It's yeah, just you know, a, a cost versus loss. Like fucking simplest thing you can build. I mean, like, <laughs> it's a plate made of, I mean, it's a plate of steel. I mean, it really doesn't have to be too much involved. I mean, it's like, shit. Yeah, look. pinch, you could build one in your garage. As basic, (laughs) as basic as fucking rotors are, motorcycle (laughs) rotors are one of the most obscenely overpriced things in the world. Yeah, right. There is less metal, (laughs) suspicious grades of metal. Yeah. They don't do a lot. It's one nice cut, cut, pressing or you know, there, there's not a complicated curve on the motherfucker. That's all it is. Yep. And they're 120, 140, 200 bucks for one. And your motorcycle's got three. Right. When you look at a car or truck rotor, that is far more complicated to make. But they're all mild grade steel. Though. Depends on who you're, what you're buying. I mean, yeah. And if you get a, you know, you get a mild steel or you get a coated, but you can also get a stainless steel and you can spend a couple of bucks. Motorcycle brake rotors are ridiculous. A ceramic rotor. You can. I I will show you 70. There's a motorcycle right there that's got ceramic rotors on it, that BMW. So, yeah. So, I'm pretty sure that's got ceramics on it. It should. S1000RR? It might not. Yeah, you're right. That's production. You're right. Silver ceramic. Yeah, no, you're right. It would have to have another R in it somewhere. Ruff, 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 ruff. Yeah, I think you're right. But I thought for sure that one had ceramics on it. But it does not. It's not the pirate edition. It is not. Arr, 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 arr. So that's about that. 
Anybody else got anything else? Nah. It's just John's birthday, man. It's John's fucking birthday. I got some. Yeah, what you got, Chris? So I got a call from Writers. Writer Share? Writer Share. Right. Yeah. So I was talking to this guy. And uh, so I had gotten three calls. They Mm -hmm. left two messages. Mm -hmm. I called them back. Yeah. And so the first question is, how how are they getting... The guy calls, leaves a message. I want to talk to you about your motorcycle. <laughs> I'd like to talk to you about your car warranty. Right. Well, uh, right, and right. we all got plenty of those. But now, right. how are they identifying that? Because I thought back to probably about 1987 when I got a postcard in the mail mm-hmm. from uh, somebody here locally saying that they wanted to buy my Japanese motorcycle. Yeah, it was Joe Veal. Phil told you. For, Phil turned you in long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about Joe Veal. Well, so we've got a, a local fellow here in Cleveland who has been putting ads on the internet and ads on the side of p- signposts and ads on. Uh, this is back in like eighty. I did that ni- for a while. Nineteen ninety. Yeah, I, mean, I did that. I stole his move because yeah. I, I got a postcard in the mail They're from you, from me, from you. Yeah, I know. I was stealing Joe Veal's move. Yeah. So how did you get that from him? How'd you get my info? You cocksucker. I think I, no, I think I literally. a couple motorcycles, you dickweed? No, no, I, no, no not at before that point. did that. No, I think. cocksucker. I'll fuck you up. No, I think <laughs> it was. my good friend over <laughs> I, I think it was because your house was within 20 blocks of my shop. You had to go through the BMV to get some. No, I didn't. No, I don't think I did. I you, think I literally when went. When you fill up those constant contact cards he's got here. <laughs> this, this is before I fill one of those out. No, but this was before I knew Phil. Yeah, no, before, but you could have been at the IMS show and you filled out. Oh, I want to win that motorcycle, let's and you just fucking say life didn't exist before you met Phil. We did. Well, that's true. We did, and and that's we, what Mrs. Smith right. says. And we did, in fact. I know she does. <laughs> <laughs> it whispers it. We did. Uh, we did some aggressive marketing in the early days. And one of the things we sent was a postcard saying, if you've got one of these 26 different types of motorcycles, I'd like to buy it. And under, I stole under, it. under 500 cc's or under yeah, 400 cc's, yeah. something like and that. And we had sent, we had picked that up. We totally stolen that move from Joe Veal, like a local guy who buys and sells KZ1000s and stuff. But you, nice but you actually told me that yeah. you put together a box of these and ship them over to uh, we did. Japan. Uh, we did Japan and we did Holland. Because they were going crazy for... Went nuts for them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, real big deal. A CB750 in Japan is worth seven times what it's worth here. I think you bought yeah. one of mine. I did. Yeah. No, Joe Veal did. Joe Veal absolutely did. My green CB750, yeah. which yep. I paid 500 bucks for, picked yep. it up, got it running. Yeah. Rode it for a long time, yep. gave me 3500 Exactly. I sold him a bunch of bikes. And some of them, he, like, some, some of them stayed in America. Some of them didn't. And he was a hookup, and he was a good hookup when we'd get a CB350 or a CB500 or a CB550 into the shop. We, I, I would, I'd put my price on it, let it be there for a month or so, and if it didn't sell at my price, I'd call Joe. And Joe would come out and pick it up. But he was aggressive, still is aggressive at buying bikes. He, he runs Facebook Marketplace ads and the whole deal. Great guy, too. Super great guy. Never, like, never give you a bad deal. Always legit. I sold some bikes to him here a couple of months ago. So guy's a good dude. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I did that. I was scavenging for, you know, the internet wasn't so powerful back then. Well, so you need a postcard. I'm buying this for a friend of mine. Or blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I knew I was selling it. He was buying it. Well, he was buying it. He was doing it. And he's got a friend who does the export, 
He doesn't do the export himself. He's got a buddy that he's bird dogging bikes for. Back to rider's snare, right? Rider share. Well, yeah, I mean, you're on every list in the world now because you go to events and you put your name in and stuff, and that's how Rider Share found out that you exist. Or they bought a list from the BMV Man. that had your information on it. And I'll drink to that. Yeah, right? No shit. Um, I believe, believe me, the state of Ohio sells your information. Yeah, it's, it's awful. Rider Share. So um, here in Cleveland, you can rent a Sportster Iron. 883. 883 for 40 bucks a day. So I do that just to so on the, so, so on that forty <laughs> bucks. Yeah, brother. Let's take some of those down to North Carolina with That's us. That's what I'm saying, dude. I'll never out of them. I will never buy another motorcycle <laughs> no, in my no. life. Forty dollars a day. <laughs> Here's five hundred. Keep the change, yep. son. Uh, give me so all you got, bitch. well, well. So let me tell you though. <laughs> on that forty bucks a day, yep. that guy gets to keep sixty percent of it. So he gets twenty four, mm-hmm. and rider share gets forty percent. So they get sixteen bucks just for running the website. And if it's you, a sixty forty split, right? And if you book the bike for more than five days, you get twenty five percent off. Yeah. Okay. And there is a you'll see this. Uh, you can sign up to get the twenty five percent discount, but you got to do something to it, right? To do it, and then it's your your trip total is two hundred and ten dollars. Now that's your trip total you are going to be stared you you are going to be greeted with an insurance package um you you will not i love it i wouldn't have it any other way amen brother amen uh that that is a real thing it is um uh, there are two of these uh that exist in america that are probably the biggest ones and uh those are going to be twisted road and uh, there's rider share, and they're oh. both nice guys that run both companies. Yeah, I have a so question. it's interesting. Hang, hang on. Yeah, you're on. So half of these guys say gear is included. Yeah, well, I mean, so, I'm pretty sure not for me. The, 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 they'll give you their jacket and their helmet within reason, thinking, uh, right? Pretty sure not. For okay. Me. Yeah. So here's my question. Yeah. Does this thing, this company, have like? Mm-hmm. I've seen most other people's motorcycles when they're riding around. Right, right. And I'm like, fuck, I can't believe that guy's riding that bike in that condition, even yep. though it looks nice. Like, the yep. tires are fucked and jacked, or yep. the brakes look snaky. Mm-hmm. Like, are they having anybody inspect these things? Or no. are these people just no. saying, like, oh, my bike's cool? Yep. So, so the point is that you go up to rent the bike and you check it out. If you say, this is a piece of dog shit, you can turn around and walk away and of not course. have a trouble. Right. And if, if you have your bike for rent, and somebody comes walking up and you think they're a little sketchy, you can say, nah, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. And, and you can walk away. So okay. So we saw, you guys saw on the screen where about 10 seconds ago, it was $210. Yeah. Right. Now what happened real quick? I don't know. I oh, a service fee. We got a service fee added on a $66 hairs. Okay. What is the service fee? It's a service fee. God damn it, sleepy. It's got a question there. This fee supports the rider share community platform. Service fee. I thought they got 40... Or- well, you ever booked Airbnb before, buddy? Yeah. Do they have a cleaning charge? Yeah. They sure do. Is that included in the main part of the listing of the price? Sure isn't. Hell's not. Hell's not. That's right. So you got a service fee. Now, do you want to use... Uh, do, you want, do you want to use... Uh, the minimum coverage? $11 a day? That's probably suitable. Motherfucker's got a $2,000 deductible. Oh, no. You got 2000 in your wallet? No. Uh, I didn't think so. Don't look like a guy with $2,000 in your wallet. No. 
Do you want the standard deductible of a $1,000? Anything better than that? <clears throat> I do. I do. What do you got? I do. I've got premium. That sounds good. I That's like a one hundred dollar deductible. Like you only that. cover the first hundred in damages, right? Uh, that's more my speed. Okay, that's forty four dollars a day. Huh. Do you remember what the rental of the bike was? Forty four dollars a day. Okay, so let's go ahead and confirm that we're going to put some premium grade of insurance on this thing. Okay. At eighty dollars a day. All right. I'm gonna ride it like. So remember that forty two dollars. Remember that forty two dollars times five five days. Yeah. And remember that that forty two dollars times five days was two hundred and ten dollars. Yeah. Now they hit you with a sixty six dollars service fee that none of us understand. It just supports the rider share community platform. I thought. I thought. Now hold on a second. I thought that's what the forty percent was doing. Right. Was supporting the rider share community platform. They could have just put like this money is for us. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's it, though. All right. Okay. So now, right? So now we got our 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 damage waiver, which gets your. God, I gotta light the cigarette. <laughs> so that now we're good, man, because we got the insurance. We got a hundred dollar deductible. So now, if I lay it over, I tip it over. I don't have to pay for the first thousand or two thousand dollars of damage. Hundred bucks. It's only a hundred bucks. It's going to cost me a hundred bucks. So now my five day rental is now four hundred and ninety six dollars. Now is that forty two dollars a day? That's a hundred bucks. That is one hundred dollars a day cash money. How much money of that did you get, Chris, Mister Renter of the motorcycle? Uh, I got uh, well forty six. Uh, so, math. <laughs> all right, forty-four. You call got, it forty. Did you get forty percent? No, sixty. As, Six. the, as the owner of the bike, you got sixty percent or forty percent. Sixty percent, forty goes to them. Okay, so you got sixty percent of forty-two bucks, right? Times five. So you got twenty-eight dollars times five. Call it twenty-five times five is two fifty. Two seventy-five. No. For you, you said it, you said you got how much? Sixty percent of $40. 60% of $40 is $25. Yeah. You got $25 a day. Five days. Times five. That's $125. Right. So you get $125. Yep. They collected $496. Call 500. You got 100 and a quarter. Whose bike is it? Well, it was mine. mine for the next five days. (laughs) 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 That's right. So... You got one hundred and twenty-five dollars, twenty-five dollars a day. This this summer, dude, for one day. So you got twenty-five dollars a day. I paid five hundred bucks to rent it. Now you know why rideshare (laughs) is such a great business model. How many motorcycles does rideshare need to own? Zero. How many motorcycles does rideshare need to insure? Zero. Zero. Holy shit, man! Hey, hey. We're in Harley's for Mid Ohio to barrel race with yeah. the whole weekend because it's a one hundred dollar deductible. I'm in. I'm in. So four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars to just just fucking maul a bike at Mid Ohio and walk away. Hey, something it broke. I don't and know. <laughs> on an insurance policy that isn't even attached to your real insurance policy, it's like no. jackass. So r- you're that car will yeah. never go up. No. Now. <laughs> now hold on john i can make it better oh. i'm gonna put a little cherry on top that you're gonna love for five dollars more that's one dollar a day my friends oh my God. less than the cost of a bad cup of coffee yeah. 
For $1 a day, you can get one free tow per rental day. <laughs> You're only going to need one tow. And up to $200 entire repair slash replacement. <laughs> including so at the end of the weekend. I push it over and leave. Yes! Yes! It gets towed back to its owner. And that guy, literally, the owner got $25 a day for five whole days. And he now gets to argue with Riders Share Insurance Corporation what his Harley that you've now exploded is really worth. Oh, my God. So, in how much of a hurry are you now to risk? to list your motorcycle on one of these rental sites. Oh, I'm so happy. Thank you very much. I'm so happy it exists, but we have to do this before (laughs) it doesn't exist. Like, really soon, dude. (laughs) No deposit required, my friend. No, fuck no. Yeah. So, in case you weren't sure, in case you weren't sure whether or not this is the best thing in the world. So, that's our community service bulletin for the week. (laughs) Please take advantage of it, but don't. Do it. <laughs> okay. So if you do get the gold-plated insurance package with a $100 deductible and you'll pay $500 plus your $100 deductible, it's $600 plus $5 so they even take the smoking carcass away from you and you don't have to look at it. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to look at it. In fact, don't you look at me. It'll be in a field in Lexington covered in a very thin blanket next to a puddle of its own internals. You better get there before five because the Jawas come come out out at five and that shit will be gone. If it's not upright with a sold sign on it, it'll be gone by 5 p.m. when the Jawas get there. So ride share, riders share, right? These programs look... And I'm not saying it's a bad idea, especially if Chris had a motorcycle he desperately wanted to get rid of. Right. He could earn 25 bucks a day until it gets crashed. And when it gets crashed, which probably won't take long, then he gets his motorcycle replaced. But the problem is you're dealing with an insurance company then. And I've been dealing with insurance companies for the past two months. How do we like that? Not so great. I'll be honest. I've been joking quite a bit about this. But- <laughs> No, I believe yeah. 99% of the people who who are involved with these rideshare programs come, mm-hmm. rent your bike, yeah. ride it relatively respectably. Mm-hmm. I mean, as respectably as they would ride their own bike. Yep. Sure. I mean, do I full throttle my bike? No, 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 no. no. Yeah. I do. So they're probably not going to ring the tits off of it more than I've rung the tits off of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's okay, John. I'll be I'll be gentle on your baby. You don't have to. You don't really have to. <laughs> it has a rev limiter. It is what it is. It's... I haven't broken it yet. You're probably not going to break it. No. Yep. So, and that's it. And I've got a lot of the friends. The hilarious thing is you yeah. probably could rent that 883. Yeah. Take it down to Bend, Ohio. Yeah. Ring the tits off. Yeah. It, burn the back tire. Off, yep. 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 Thrash it through the fucking everything that it has. Yeah. Return it back to the original owner and he'll rent it out to the next person the next weekend. <laughs> and the next weekend and the next weekend and the next weekend. <laughs> yep. Um, I had about, uh, I think at one point I had a dozen maybe bikes on, uh, not rider share, but their competitor. And I did try, I had a couple of bikes on rider share too, for a minute. And, uh, in that very short window of time, I had quite a few calls and, uh, most of the calls sounded a lot like this. Yeah. I want to rent a, a Vespa. 
Well, they don't. They don't put Vespas. They they don't list Vespas. These the the company Twisted Road. Yeah, um, they don't rent Vespas for some reason. So I was like, okay. And I think they do now, but it's like a dealer's only thing. But a lot of people would call and they'd be like, oh, can I rent your bike? I've got a request. They put a requester to rent my bike. And my first question is, well, great. That's cool. You have a motorcycle endorsement? Well, I need the motorcycle to go take my test. No. (laughs) No. And the thing is, they're not even supposed to be able to get to that point in the contract yet because these companies. They had to lie to get there. Thank you. This company just told me the pricing and everything for this XL 1200. You guys saw me do this. I just did all this. And at no point did it ask me to see my license, my license number, a picture of my license, nothing, nothing. Now it will, when I seal the deal and I say that I want to book this ride and I accept their rider's agreement, then at that point, it's going to ask me for my credentials. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Every person that contacted me trying to rent one of these motorcycles that I had listed, I didn't feel great with. I had my I had my doubts. I had my reservations. And it wasn't worth it for me to then get the $25 a day for this bike leaving and having miles put on it. And then coming back and thinking that I would probably have to argue with somebody, whether it's the company that took 60% of my money or 40% of my money to, to tra- do the transaction about how now the bike has $1,200 worth of damage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm, I mean, to me personally, it didn't, it wasn't the kind of thing that appealed to me. I have a lot of friends that use it and they've owned multiple motorcycles and they've got four or five of their motorcycles listed out at one time. I even had one guy who was like, I would like to go on the ride this weekend, but all four of my motorcycles are out on <laughs> rentals. Good for you. And their car was out on Turo <clears throat> at the same time. But I am not an inherently trustworthy person because I spend a great deal of my time cleaning up other people's messes here at the shop. So I tell you well, what, that's what kind of one of the things that makes you very trustworthy. If I have a mess that needs cleaning, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Show up with a but tarp and some <laughs> tape and rope. And at least two brand new shovels. <laughs> Bought with no serial numbers. Yeah, bought previously. <laughs> no serial numbers. But I think this rental shit would make sense. Yeah. Like, so, like, I know we have nice riding roads around here. Yeah. a little bit, but it's not like a motorcycle destination right. per se. No, it's not like what we encounter in North Carolina. Right. right exactly. exactly. Yeah. Right. But that's what I'm saying. So, like, if you had Eric roads Bill's like go that, on that trip, no. you know, roads <laughs> like that here or yeah. something then it would make sense to maybe rent bikes because like you know you know yeah. the guys are going just to rip on those roads and come back with of course like around here it's either hood rat shit or you're into metro parks like there's only two <laughs> options <laughs> and that, i mean and there's a lot to be said for that right. uh to be said for where i live in pennsylvania i mean if we rode to my my mom's house for a day and came back or whatever or staple yeah. yeah like there's i could take you an amazing let's go oh yeah country roads back through the fucking you didn't think of that last year we're like where are we gonna go today come on like yeah it's well but it's two hours to get there and then so what three hours of riding and two hours back that's my day guys on a sunday what see what's on the screen bikes i see various things on the screen (laughs) but but i didn't even realize these were still up Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, you're okay. So it's your rideshare stuff. One twenty nine a day. Yeah. 
So I forgot. I I got to oh, admit. I'm going to totally trash that fucking zero right there. <laughs> Motherfucker. Yeah. But to tell you, I mean, to tell you an idea of how unpopular this is, that either the people who are clicking on this, right? The people who are clicking on well, this. Hello, motherfucker. Right. Either they don't have the credentials that they need, right? But you can you can see where. I just renewed my driver's license and I made sure they included my motorcycle endorsement. So yeah. as far as I'm concerned, I'm yep. credentialed all the shit. Credentialed to hell. But so if anybody asks if I have any experience with this, I apparently have some experience with this. <laughs> step back because I've got a commercial driver's license. Hey, oh, yeah. You can rent the trailer to go with it. <laughs> so there you go. So, yeah, it's up to everybody. Different Different strokes, right? Uh, there's there's all kinds of stuff out there, but for me personally, twenty five bucks a day, not not worth it, not worth my money. And uh, for the six hundred a day though, for on the Meckle Fresh program to have the experience, check the bucket list of blowing up a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. You don't get they don't come any cheaper than that. I don't think you do it though. I don't if it's got a rev limiter. No, I think it would perform. I think the motorcycle itself would perform flawlessly. Until day five. It'll come back a little bit. Good, <laughs> yeah. But it won't be blown up. <laughs> You'll be like, all the pipe is blue. <laughs> the, whole, the pipe is blue from the exhaust <sighs> valves to the license plate. And even on, like, even on a hot start in the middle of the day, it'll be a little yeah. puff of poof. <laughs> just, just. <laughs> I'm not saying the bike burns oil, but you may want to have a court with you. Yeah, I'm going to say it's a little smokier. It might not be <laughs> You'll never need an oil change ever again in your life. Because you'll just be constantly yeah. dumping. It's a constant loss system. <laughs> like mean, like my buddy Scooter now. Where the rev limiter yeah, is supposed right. to be set. Yeah. Uh, no, not true, because right. my buddy now smokes and is dying a horrible death. <laughs> well, Wait, it's probably just due for a valve adjustment. Well, that too. Yeah, but, it's well, probably. None of that occurred when I was right. <laughs> <laughs> that I can, all occurred when you were right. I can, yeah. I can wager that... Your buddy's valves need adjusted. Okay. I promise I'll, I'll you that. I can wait yeah. you to do this, that yeah. I couldn't do 65 on your buddy, but you somehow were able to do over 70. Ah! <laughs> so. Well, there, there is a there is You're a di- looking at me, you're pointing at me, <laughs> but I'm pointing at you and pointing at me. <laughs> and to that, I say. Eh. <laughs> uh, so. Do we have any mail? We, you know what? I decided. Do we have any female? Hey, do we have any no, any males like whatsoever? Male it's it's uh, I'm gonna go through it. I'm gonna have a quick look. Hey, by the way, oh. Mark Scrap Talk twenty dollar level. That's right. That's some shit right there. He's gonna be he's gonna put his money where his mouth is, and he wants to be on this motherfucker. And then we also got Dave Swearingen. 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 Dude, you need to go to the doctor, man. <laughs> oh, really? No, I, my whole biological, my, I've had an eruption of flora. Oh, really? My probiotics are kicking in, and I don't have the shits anymore. I'm oh, there you go. Nice, solid, <laughs> real stinky. <laughs> sounds sounds like a, a, a foul-burning system over there. Blood plug is hardened up. <laughs> I've got some retention time. All right. On that birthday podcast, <laughs> on that note. Let's go to a titty bar. <laughs> <laughs> Got it wound right up. Yeah. They closed Did the Did you notice those beers were 10%? They're 10%. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anybody got anything else? No. John. Happy birthday no. to you. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-
Don't take chances. Press the red button. Get us out of here, Cinch.